Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's up, weirdos? It's uh, it's Pete, uh, the host of the show. Uh, this is a great episode. So happy that Bo Burnham could be here. Uh, I know I say it a lot that I love every episode, but this this was a great one. This was a special one. Me and the Bo. Me and the Bo. Got to sit down. So glad we did. A uh, couple things up top. One, uh, the Sklar Brothers, who did an amazing episode of this show. If you haven't heard it, please check out the Sklar Brothers episode of the show. They have a new show that I'm excited about. It's called The United Stats of America. We talked about it when they did it, but it wasn't released until now, or it was never going to be released until now, but it's finally out. It's on Tuesdays on the History Channel, 10, 9 Central. Check it out. Set the TiVos, United Stats of America. I love those guys. I want to give them a shout-out. Shout-out. Ugh. Ugh. I'm the worst. But I do want to give them a plug uh, because the show's hilarious and uh, weirdos. Check it out. Also, best and easiest way to support the show, we have youmadeitweird.com. T-shirts made by weirdos for weirdos. There's also a donate button. Some wonderful, generous weirdos. We're looking for a donate button so you can now uh, donate directly to the show. Proceeds go to uh, Katie who needs a haircut. She needs a haircut very badly. And those those are more expensive for ladies than for dudes. Email the show, weirdatnerdist.com. I'm doing really badly about getting back to people, but uh, please please send them in. I will see it eventually. I'm sorry it's taking me a while. We got tour dates coming up. They're all, I just added them all to uh, PeteHolmes.com. Salt Lake City, Utah is, uh, is this weekend, May 17th through 19th. Uh, May 26th, I'll be at Sasquatch. Go to the website for the rest of them, including a live You Made It Weird in Bloomington, Indiana on June 3rd. So that's going to be great. Please, weirdos, come out to that. Also see me that weekend, May 31st through June 2nd at the Comedy Attic doing stand-up uh, and then the live on the 3rd. Everything else is on the site. We got Bonnaroo, Just for Laugh Chicago. We got the Dallas uh, Improv. We got the uh, Stress Factory in New Jersey. We got the lot of cool things. Uh, Scottsdale, Stand Up Scottsdale in Arizona and Appleton, Wisconsin. All those dates are on PeteHolmes.com. Shows brought to you by Amazon.com. Go to Amazon. Uh, no, go to Nerdist. If you want to go to Amazon, go to Nerdist first. Go to this episode. Click on the banner and then shop as you normally would. And that is one way to help support the show. Uh, okay, Bo Burnham. Do it and do it. And when you do it, let them see you do it. Weird. Boom, 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 Burnham. Boom, That's Burnham. your name. Let's tell the story of Boom. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> so we're like, so we're like, uh, me and you. <laughs> oh, of course, man. Of course. Then you broke eye contact as if to go, I'm really going to tell. Like, well, I'm going to focus. No, yeah, I want yeah, you no, to I'm focus. Visualizing this in front like of me. a performance. So we're like, uh, we're in Montreal. Montreal. So it's like the, the after festival of Just for Laughs, mm-hmm. Just for Kicks, a little fun. I only party. go Just for Laughs. Yeah, boy, what is Why else would for? you go? I don't know. People used to go for industry and deals. I go mm-hmm. for the laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just. If for there, laughs. Yeah, just for laughs. If there were a joke that a dad would make about that festival, that's it. Is it? I found it. I go just for the laughs. I just go for the laughs. And how many times do you think I make that at that festival? Fifteen? Uh, you never stop. Per diem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only allow myself fifteen per diem. That's great. So we're at the just for laughs. So we're at the after party. Purple curtains, bumping music. Uh, and we're in the corner. Kind of the worst. Did you hate it? It was the greatest. The greatest. Oh, it's the greatest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being at the party though and being like, "This is not my favorite." Yeah, but that's that's where I, that's that's where so this that, comes in. So that's where the story that's where starts. Boom, begins. Me, me starting 
Yeah. Me, I approached you. You're standing there. Yeah, we didn't know each other that well. Not enough. When, <laughs> not enough for this story to happen. Not enough for what did happen to happen. And we're just looking at people. And I think <laughs> I remember looking at people and just like commenting on their clothes. Yes. Like there's like a man in a striped shirt. Yeah. And it'd be like, where's Waldo called? He wants to know where his shirt went. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It was always boom. four booms. <laughs> or more. We, it was the boom game. And we would just go and you would, you would give one and be like. Yes. I'd be like, look, it's Orville Redenbacher. Boom. But <laughs> <laughs> that, you see, mine wasn't that good. Yours no, was a joke. No, but, but that didn't matter. No, but then by the end, it'd be like, you got corduroys on. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> I heard you walking. Yeah. See, sometimes there'd be two parts, but it would do the booms. See, the, the comedy philosophy, first of all, a couple things about the boom game. A couple things about the comedy philosophy of boom game. Yeah. yeah. One, it's fun to be mean when you're friendly. Of course. We're both friendly guys. Yeah, sure. And you need that safe place, especially at a party. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, – this is kind of a performer cliche, but I realized – oh, I'm actually very glad this came up. This was kind of like a breakthrough in my therapy re- recently. Mm. I was like, why am I anxious at parties? Sorry yeah, to yeah. dive right in, but let's just dive right in, boom. Yeah, why not do that? Let's go right to it. Right to, why? The, right to the couch. Oh, so – yes, jump right in. What's today? Today's Wednesday. I had therapy today. But yeah. this is what we talked about today. This is what we talked about uh, last week. I was in there and I was like, why am I anxious at parties? Why? Mm. Why do I get that way? Because I want everyone to like me. Yeah. That's what it is. And in a party, there's so many variables. There's so many people, which is why I'm comfortable when I'm in front of them talking to them with a microphone. Yeah. I can kind of uh, control and uh, how I'm being perceived and all that sort of stuff. But if there's all these people, I don't have time to go around and make everybody my friend. Mm. So I just kind of panic and my body just goes like, let's just beat it. So I always want to leave. Yeah. But really, what you really need to do, what yeah. I need to do, is realize that everybody doesn't have to like you, and you can just play the boom game. Well, see, that's what's so strange. It's like, talk about you it. have a... Well, that's the thing. Well, the way you are on stage, you're very similar to yourself. Yeah. So you are getting on stage thinking, like, if people like my act, they like me. Oh, dangerous area. Yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 don't, I don't really feel like that, because I feel like... No, you I, I don't know. And, and conversely, I don't know how to be myself, like, in, in things like yeah, this. But, I'm comfortable with you. Right. But, like, if there's a sh- interview or somewhere I have to right, be myself right, but in a right. funny way Ugh. I don't know because I, I haven't worked on that on stage like my on yeah. stage thing I feel like I am might as well be doing a play or something just reading lines but you being see, a character you're, you're being Bo-ish yeah. you're in the neighborhood of Bo but yeah, you're yeah. certainly doing uh, you're turning something up you're yeah. You're, I couldn't casually be that guy. You're I adjusting ca- levels. I, yeah. I, I couldn't casually riff as the person I am on stage, no way. Really? I don't think so. No riffables? I understand. Because I, I, first of all, I love your stand-up very, very much. Look at these old notes. I'll ask you some of the questions I asked. Uh, who is that? Um, can't, nope. These are all just tour dates. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. That oh, was like, what, you, that was like oh, what to plug. Oh, oh, these are all just tour dates. No, flip, no, flip, flip, no. Flip, 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 flip. Oh, just so many I was wondering dates. why those pages are so blank. Ah, uh, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the rest of the podcast, it's a 90-minute show, and we just do booms. We just do booms. Uh, I was actually just talking – this I actually did say to my therapist today. Yeah. It takes a long time to get to the point where I'm like, I'm Pete offstage, and I am Pete on such same mm. Pete. I, I did a show with Mark Normand. Name check. Do you know Mark? Mm. He's a nice guy. He's in check New York. Check it again. Na- <laughs> Mark Norman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it again. <laughs> like a jukebox, and if you nudge it again, the song of your memory will play, and you're like, there it is. Mark Normand. Thir- that's a third check. This is a big day for Mark. I think he listens to the show. It's great. Or he lied to me. 
Uh, he was saying, he was talking to me, and he was like, uh, hey, uh, you, uh, it's weird, man. You're, uh, you're, it's a bad Mark Norman impression. It's kind of like John Mulaney, Dan Natterman. A lot of name <laughs> checks right now. Uh, he's just one of those old-timey radio boys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sit in a rocking chair and put him on, and he's like, yeah, Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets up and does modern stand-up, and you're like, how do you know about Blu-ray? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know when you're twirling a cane, <laughs> and a couple of dames walk by? <laughs> And you want to give him the cane, but you don't know the protocol? <laughs> what? Talk about caramel popcorn. That's what I think old-timey people did stand-up about. So anyway, but then I was saying to my therapist that that took a long-ass time. That's a new mm. thing. Just today I was saying, I was like, it's, it's an isolation and it's a heightening of your persona. It's this constant navel-gazing uh, who am I? What am I? What do people expect? And yeah. what do I do naturally? And then merging that into this thing that is that guy. On I'm that guy in you therapy. Bring it to stage. But isn't it a two way street? I mean, doesn't it also become then your stage persona or what you created there then drifts into your Absolutely. person? Absolutely. Like, because what do people expect to me to be in a room or at a party? Well, well here's. That's deadly. That's deadly. Ah, fuck I'm bad that, at that shit. I'm bad fuck at that. that shit. I never want to go into a party and feel like I have to perform. I find. Mostly, the people, the comedians who are on yeah. are, tend to be the ones that I find the least funny, for the oh, most sure. part. Yes. But then there are some that people that are on well, that are so insanely funny that I... Yeah, they, they almost can't help it. It's just but, like... But are so insane that I do. There are a few. I would say, like, who would I say is like that? Effortlessly Sometimes. just funny all the time? Like TJ. Like TJ Miller for me. TJ's like, a funny guy. He's so funny all he's the like time. Doing the, he's like crunching the numbers of it. Yeah, You're just yeah. like, what the fuck did you just do? And, he, and then he just, it's pretty incredible to watch him. And then he just brings that on stage. And he just is on stage. Well, that's one of those thing. guys. It's unbelievable. That's one of those guys. One of the first guys that I noticed was that thing. I was like, oh, you're TJ all day. Yeah. I mean, that is a compliment. But it, it, no, no, but that for him, it's effortless. But for some people, it's like... You know, it's. Just I think that took being, time being on and being so. Uh, How long have you been doing stand up comedy? <laughs> it's been about. Uh, I know that's a horrible four question. Years? I used four to years? not like. I, not, I used to not like being asked that. Question no, 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 no. I was under a, a decade or whatever. Because it's it's like how much time do you have? It's annoying. No, no, no. Four about four years. Four ago. years. Okay, so I I would think that you're doing exceptionally well, and then that. I, do you want to do that? Do you want to be? This bow that I'm talking to on stage because it no does... no I have no no want to be honest or, or maybe maybe more <laughs> honest <laughs> well not more honest I but have I just, no uh... want to be honest no I have no want to be no definitely not I, de- I that doesn't excite me like what I because I did theater for all my life yeah like, what excites me is like the way I just sort of describe it is like I work really hard on my stand up to be able to exist like that for an hour to, like I think what would be the most fun and exciting and like uh, even like a little bit therapeutic way for me to exist an hour a week or whatever right. most of what I do I don't do many sets so mostly I'm just doing my at a college or something I'm doing right, an my show mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I always make it is like how would I want to be what would be the funnest way to be Interesting. for a whole hour almost so I like, like a theatrical performance yeah yeah so it, I don't think I used to think when I started I was doing music I was like well one day I'm going to put down the music I'm going to become a real stand-up that's what I thought interesting and then I found hypercritical like, yeah, yeah yeah and then I found people like Tim Minchin who's this Australian comedian I know Tim like, and uh, Bill Bailey all these people and I was like oh wait this sort of route that I'm maybe headed isn't isn't inherently worse it's actually inherently better for me way better for me interesting that's great to be aware of what you'd like to be doing 
Because, I, you know, I, I'll admit that I am of the thinking, or I seem to on the show always be like, it's the truth tellers that are the best comedians. Yeah. But you're kind of saying, I'd rather have it be a performance that's separate, that can just be silly and kind of entertaining. Yeah, right. Well, and the truth doesn't necessarily Not kind of entertaining, come. but, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh, it's a kind of entertaining. <laughs> uh, but, like, a truth tellers, are, you know, it can be great when it's like straight from the horse's mouth yeah but also like steve martin what he did was he was doing a certain truth about like what our expectations of comedy were and yes. what it meant to well, it be was like a sad silly and re- but yeah and that that so the truth is just like coming from a different place but uh, there is a truth to it and a truth that you wouldn't get at if yeah. steve martin got on stage and was just like my fucking wife is yeah, kill- yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like it's real we would have lost some of the some of the truth that he's saying about the silliness of show business. Yeah, yeah. The silliness. I think you appreciate this about Steve Martin. I'm fascinated with how he's fascinated with what a show is. Yeah, yeah. Of like course. this is the show. Yeah, of course. I'm telling jokes. How much was it? You know. Yeah, yeah. How many people are here tonight? Yeah, exactly. You know, all exactly. this sort of stuff. Uh, making fun of the idea of a show, and that's a different kind of truth. Uh, you're kind of you're kind of stretching my idea of what uh, comedy is, but it's interesting. That music is considered fake comedy. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, I I would say it's further away from the purest form of stand-up comedy, but it's a different way of storytelling. It's, uh, you know... People love it. There's rhythmic inherent... If people didn't love it... I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. If people didn't love it, people wouldn't be so hard on it. Like, if it didn't destroy, comedians would not be in the back of the room being like, fucking guitar act. But I'm the first one to admit that it destroys for some... In some instances, because it cuts corners, and because you can set bad jokes to music, and it becomes funnier because right. it's just packaged. Well, you can set bad easily. poetry to music yeah, and yeah. have it become a good song. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're like, that's amazing. But if you wrote down the lyrics to some great songs, you'd be like, "This is kind of sloppy." Yeah, but you yeah. Put of it course. in music. You're like, "But is that a cheat or is that just like it, a, it, well, a wonderful it, tool?" But but it can be tool. used as a. <laughs> <laughs> Boom boom boom, 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 boom. I boomed boom. myself. <laughs> I just boomed myself. A wonderful job. <laughs> it can be used to cut corners, but it can be used to, like, also, it like, enhance the emotion of something or enhance sure. the tension of something, you know? Uh, Great a- stand-up comedians are very musical. Like, George Carlin was so rhythmic and, well, that's and, what- and iambic, you know, in a lot of the things he did. Yes. So, uh, even the music of how we're talking right now, mm. I'm very deliberate about that. Yeah, what, yeah. I'm, what did I just do yeah, right course, now? Those are musical notes. Yeah, of course. I'm very deliberate about that right now. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to make people notice that and be annoyed by that yeah yeah but there is people that talk very monotone yeah either that's your thing todd barry or whatever but even he actually he sings quite a bit yeah does uh, it take yeah. a lap yeah of course of i course. thought i didn't like tomatoes of course that's those are you know what i mean because they're disgusting yeah 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 <laughs> turns out you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, like of course ah now we're a pie so i think that's another thing that might be threatening about music is that we are dumb Mammals, mm-hmm. stu- people are dummies, and music cuts to us. It's a shortcut right. to inside of us, right, and right, it almost right. upsets us that we're like, "How susceptible am I?" Yeah, and you know, it is probably more of a challenge for someone to get them to a sad place. If you're doing a sad bit with words, yes, as opposed to I just play a few minor chords and you're already feeling that. Yeah, so that that that's a certain. But again, if I can then take the time that I've been that I save. Yes. By not doing that and fill that with more material, then I think I've made now the value and I'm not cutting the corners. I'm actually using the shortcuts to give you more and right. not to give you, you – It's know, like you're using steroids but you're playing pro baseball with them. You're not <laughs> yeah, yeah. using steroids and throwing Frisbee yeah, casually yeah, yeah. In, the, in the park. Right, right. You're doing something harder, I hope. I think so. And yeah. for me, it's like I uh, – you know, like a lot of big, big influences of comedy or even just like – musicians have influenced my comedy not so much – 
in their musical influence, because I don't think I'm smart musically enough to be influenced by great musicians, but mm-hmm. people like the Beatles or Radiohead or all these people I see like experimenting album to album and really challenging yeah. themselves. And th- I don't think there's enough of that yeah. in stand-up. And stand-up is a, really seems to be about finding your niche and, and, and perfecting a voice and then existing within that, which right. can be really... It's a wonderful thing for a certain group of comedians to do or for a pocket of comedians to do yeah. is to carve this thing out. But and, you're saying, but, if I'm hearing you, it would be exciting if there were comedians that were kind of reinventing themselves yeah, with each album. Yeah, and really... And I think just now with like the plethora of like an ease of technology happening, we can kind of break down... A few wall, and that's well because with, it's old. We're we're kind yeah. of running an old script. What's it starting with? Well, it's starting with the internet. I mean, just the ability, like, <clears throat> internet is forcing the audiences to be a little bit more ADD, which is bad, but also calls for like more dense material. I it's think. interesting that you say that because people used to be like, uh, "Family Guy is bad for uh, comedy," and I'm mm. like, "Oh no, it's good. It's juicing us all up." Yeah. I think there's still place for slow burn stuff. Yeah, of course. But the fact that the that the there's a whole generation of kids growing, <laughs> I sound old, growing up with yeah. Family Guy, yeah. and they want a cutaway, and they want a joke, and they want ten jokes. Yeah. I think that's good. It's making us all like like we have that to pack more jokes in. Yeah, it's same with Twitter. It's like forcing people to like be a little bit like terse, cut to the cake, cut yeah. to the chase, and yeah, be like, yeah. Uh, but that's really I don't true. know. I just it's uh you know I just there's so many the rules of comedy are like sit on a stage, stand on a stage, and be funny. Those are the two rules and yeah. the millions of other rules that are added about it are very very silly. And I think there a lot of them are hitched on a on a on a hierarchy that I think is dying, this sort of club, two-drink minimum yeah. sort of thing. I yeah. don't think the generation growing up right now is going to have patience for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, they don't. And, yeah. I think, and I also think, like, I'm coming from a... George just recently have sort of had this very resent... have been resenting comedy for its... it being a bit of a boys' club, and I think sort of being inherently very, very sexist. And, yeah. Uh, uh, you mean towards the female comedian? Towards the female. The material. Towards fe- No, 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 no. Towards the idea of, of what it is. Like, the, the idea of being a woman or being feminine is very unfunny. It's the least, least funny thing you can be. Interesting. being a woman. So you're, really, you're trying to kick out some corners here. You'd like to yeah, be yeah, reinventing well, like, your own comedy. And are you talking... I guess I'm a dummy. Are you talking about the way you're talking about femininity and women, or are you talking about women that are on stage? Uh, well, I mean, it affects women that are on stage or women in the crowd, but I think, like... The spectrum of what comedy is right now is a very masculine version of it, which is very funny and very good. But I think the spectrum yeah. is much wider when you see real good female comedians that are like yeah. being feminine or using a different cadence. Right. You see the comedy is much wider than that. So I've been trying to like, you know, on stage just like talk about, I don't know, sucking dick or being uh, trying to be really feminine on yeah. stage. because You know uh, what's weird? Uh, you, you're, you're one of those straight men that we hear about. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to get that uh, out of the way before I have this conversation with yeah, you. Yeah. Because I'm also one of those straight men that you mm. hear about. But uh, I am somewhat feminine. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm very, very feminine. And, In, I, and, I, and I try deliberately to be more feminine on stage. You and know I, what? I, and, I, 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 and I never I, answer the question whether I'm gay or not because I want – I feel like what I could do – like I can't – I don't like – I don't want to go up on stage just because I'm not this type of comedian. I don't want to go on stage and be like, can you believe they don't let gays marry? Well, yeah, yeah, just yeah, for yeah, me yeah. and my act, it, it just doesn't work for what I think my perspective is. So what I think I'll do is I'll be pretty openly – 
uh, anything. Like I could, yeah. I, 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 I put myself out there as I like, could be gay, could be straight, and yeah. I don't answer the question. You're, you're I think a that's vessel a, for the comedy. Yeah, and I think whatever, the, whatever I think a best. little gay kid sitting in the crowd looking at me saying, "Well, he's making references that he could be gay, and he's not immediately going, I'm, and I'm not, I'm yeah, not." Yeah, and I think yeah. that's like the little thing I could do to maybe. I think that's a new thing. I, I've been talking. Okay, mm-hmm. many things you just yeah, said yeah. were very interesting to me. The first is that you turn up. Your, uh, your. Everybody has masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that. And there's something funny to me and vulnerable yeah. and kind of special about maybe at least encouraging or increasing your feminine side as a male. Yeah, it, yeah. I have a lot of material about that, and it's and I like it. I find, yeah, I find that tension like to be it, pleasant. And yeah, and I and I don't do it in a way of being like. Uh, you know, like work it where I'm like a guy. No, no, a, no. It's, it's like, real. I, I really like enjoy speaking from that uh, from that perspective or like taking. Th- I feel like it's an honest part of me. It is an honest. And, uh, it's the, I, when I the dig in it, I always feel like I'm kind of in a new area if I'm being a little bit feminine or I, I don't know if it's Wait, feminine that goes or feminine your... or whatever it is. But it, I was just a th- I was a theater kid growing up, you know. Yeah. And that's. Uh, it's just something I don't see. But I don't think men are give, oh, yeah. given the social cues as much. They're not given the social green lights to explore a feminine side, especially from a powerful, quote-unquote, place as being the entertainer of the evening. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's a freedom to explore that as much as women are told. It's not like women have a freedom to explore their masculinity as much as I feel like women are told, if you want to be successful, be masculine. Men are told, why the fuck would you explore your femininity? All ah. it does is show you as weak and show you as... Yeah. You know, it's... it's, it's well, it goes back to a lot. I mean, young girls are told, be hot and you'll get a good guy. Mm-hmm. Men are told, you can be fat, you can be ugly. Look at every f- sitcom you can be. Mm-hmm. If, if you're funny, you will get a girl. If you're mm-hmm. funny, you will be, you can make up all that ground. And women are told that that's not true. Right, confident, funny, and intelligent. Women say that. What's the first thing you like about They'll say sense, sense of, of humor. humor. What, what does a guy say that? The guy never says that. It means uh. nothing. It's threatening to them because it shows that they're... Uh, you know, comedy uh, comes from a place in their like evolution, which shows a good command of language. A good, and men are petty because they have small dicks, and they're threatened by that. Yeah, and it's really so uh, they want to make a woman wet with their mouth dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, it was just gross. It just gross. You know, the I show think, is the best. I think it's such a fun. I, I really, I just just recently have gotten very angry at it for being a boys club. In some ways, it's fucking. I love masculine comics. I yeah. love Louis yeah, C.K. Yeah, I yeah, love. Yeah. I love Bill Burr. Yeah, I was I just love, say Bill. Is I, I love that. Those it, are two it, of my favorites. Incredible. But to define. And, and and they you know what and they are the highest functioning comedians right now. Mm-hmm. But to define stand up comedy as their perspective is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right. That's like defining music as uh, as Mozart. Right. Like, uh, you know that it's uh, right. He, he, they are they are the highest function of that area of what comedy is. Mm-hmm. But that's not what comedy is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's a great comedian in, in Ireland, Maeve Higgins, who's this woman who's like very gentle, and she. Uh, I remember hearing her just blowing my mind. I've never heard this cadence or this mm-hmm. way of storytelling mm-hmm. before. Uh, Maria Bamford. I mean, Maria Bamford too. is like more. You know, non-human than she is, even a woman. I mean, right, she's right, just right. so mind blowing. Right. She's can't not even... a man or a woman. I yeah. love Maria Bamford. But even she's that, I think it comes from a. I just, I don't know. I it's it. interesting. Though. I think it might because be... I feel the same way. I feel like a little fucking girl sometimes. I, that's why I, when I when I'm with g- guys and a 
comedy club setting. I yeah. feel like yeah. I feel ostracized in that sort of right. same way that I did in high school around that's around fucking, the football team or that's, something. That's beautiful. That times. that goes into one of those. Th- that goes back to that feeling that I would have when I would go and hang out at the cellar. I was like, I I, I would more equate it to like I feel like a little boy. I feel like a baby. Mm. And and there are these men and their dicks are on the table and I'd just be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I just didn't feel uh connected to that yeah. group as well yeah i wonder if femininity or or enhancing it or uh not enhancing it but not shying away from it as a performer is a shortcut to vulnerability louis mm. is vulnerable mm, there, yeah uh bill is def- definitely vulnerable too but there's something about like i was talking to Mulaney about it it's like he and i get the question uh, are you gay yeah. maybe more than other i don't know i can't say for other people yeah. i don't think too many people think louis is gay or, or, yeah, or yeah. thought uh, I, I don't I don't want to speak for other people, yeah, but you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah, of course. There's something about it. I you know even my voice. It's just a little bit kind of like yeah. what is that? This is such an uh, uncomfortable thing for me to talk about because I don't want to offend any of uh, the gay listeners or, yeah. or whatever. But there's something here that's interesting. I want to find the right way to talk. Yeah, about of course. It. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a real problem with that. Like I've I've been thought to be gay for a long time. You know, and uh, yeah. Uh, but the, they, the, 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 the ooh, like the silence you hear in that question if someone shouts it during a show, are you gay? And the silence you hear in the crowd and the holding yeah. of the breath is kind of, uh, you know, it's hinting at a higher homophobia of like, well, if someone asked me, like, do you like tomatoes? I wouldn't be like, no. I'd be like, no, yeah, I don't like tomatoes. Like, yeah. no, I don't. I'm not offended by you. Oh, if you man. think I'm gay, that's a lovely thing. I, I, don't, yes. I don't mind if you think that. But most of the homophobia towards, I, I always trace it back to, I was in the seventh grade musical Honk, and I played a turkey. And uh, there was a rumor going around at the time that I was gay. Everyone had said that I was gay and yeah. I'd heard it boiling around. And I was so sick. I was so sick for the feeling. Not because I hated gay people, but the idea was that it was – I could feel that it was a thing to laugh at, that being gay was something that made – Right. The idea of that was something that made me nervous mm. and maybe uncomfortable. Yeah. I remember I'm dressed as a turkey <laughs> on the side of the stage. <laughs> This is the, this is how I always well, remember myself when I try to look back at your like, turkey in the wings. Where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> this is how I always try to remember when I like think about homo- where homophobia comes from. Mm-hmm. For a lot of reasons, I was in the wings waiting, and I heard two kids. I'm in the wings as a turkey. I hear two kids talking, blah, 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 saying that I'm gay or something. That ask him, ask him, ask him. Yeah, and a kid. Came over, a girl came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, Bo, are you gay? I heard you were gay. Are you gay? Yeah. And I, through like welled up tears, turned to her and said, I'm as angry as I've ever said this. I like, I, crazy to remember. I turned to her and I said, I'm not a fucking faggot. And I walked on stage and sang a song about a turkey. Oh as my a turkey. God. But I remember I was so angry. I've never used that word sure, like that. Sure, sure, sure. And it was in that moment of just being so scared of being the thing the that thing. people laughed at. Yeah, you got Whatever two kids was. laughing at you. But the image of me, I mean, as a that, turkey. And then I go out and sing my turkey yeah, song. Yeah, that but, is uh, so fucking great. You know, but now it's like a moment. Now I want. I almost like when people think like you know I want to. Well, you know, what kids is, are fucking killing themselves, so I'll, I'll I'll go out and suck. I like I, there, there's like multiple moments on stage right now where I like fillet the microphone or like right. talk about sucking right, dick. Or I have right. jokes about like getting fucked in the ass. Right, like my girlfriend's strap on or whatever. Right, and because uh, I really want to be you know I just like uh, like to put myself out as this weird like you. And that's another thing is is like the 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 perspective of like women. Aren't women fucking – women are such idiots. Women are such – like Jim Jeffries can like uh, uh, articulate sexism in this incredibly magnetic and awesome way. And I think it's a perfect expression of art sometimes where he says that like – you know, because it's like beautiful and it's also really sensitive. But mm-hmm. 
And I just don't I want I don't want that to go away. I don't want the part of comedy that is a little misogynistic because that's exciting and that's interesting mm-hmm. and we're starting a dialogue and it's really incredible to hear these ideas that I, maybe I'm not agreeing with articulated by brilliant minds. Right. Just the other side isn't there and there's a fucking argument for it. Yeah. There's an argument for why men are yeah. why men have raped and killed and murdered and started every war. Why? But women couldn't I don't I, I don't I can't think of a woman or a female comedian that can get up and do that. I mean what does the female George Carlin have to say? What is the f- that are out there? I do yeah. believe they're out there. I don't think that it, it, but there is a belief. I, I know there's a belief held by many comedians that women are not funny. There they're just is I that, think I think we're talking belief, about two things. I that. think two things are going away. One is that women aren't funny. Yeah, do you do you really think that? As as slowly as uh, being gay isn't weird. Okay, Here, yeah, I was yeah. I was just in San Diego. <laughs> Actually, a funny moment while I was in San Diego. I was driving to my club. That was a- being gay isn't weird. That's a great slogan. <laughs> That's better than it gets better. Being gay isn't weird. <laughs> and there's a turkey. <laughs> It's you as a turkey. Uh, it's okay if you're a faggot from the turkey. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus Christ. You, I was driving to San Diego to do my uh, club in a mall. Yeah. It was near a uh, steak escape, which I joked, shouldn't that be a vegetarian restaurant? Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, never, never again. Never say no it again. There's no escape. There's no escape from the steak. <laughs> I did this on stage to zero. <laughs> to zero. Uh, and then I was like, don't act like you're not going to do it. Still zero. Uh, no, the shows were great. I actually drove past the theater where you're performing. So you're actually going to be in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting to me. Yeah, the that- Balboa Theater in July. The Balboa Theater. Is that right? Yeah. Well, plug it. What's the date? I don't know. July like 13th? July something. July. July. One of those Julys. One of the July days. But anyway, I, I went and uh, Okay, so... Women aren't funny. That is going away. And uh, gay isn't weird. I think that's going away as well. And when I was in San Diego, I was doing this joke. And, uh, you know, I'll gauge the crowd on different things. And I have this thing about how I like to stand like a teapot or a pregnant woman. Yeah. Which is an effeminate way to stand. And the joke ends with people say that makes me look gay. Small-minded people say that makes me look gay. I'm not. I like vaginal intercourse and standing like this. Yeah. Then I pause as long as I can. And then I go, about the same. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so you laugh yeah. you laugh of course <laughs> yeah. right all it's 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 a social experiment in that moment to watch the guys on dates not laugh and the bit has now become me going to those guys going you blew it you missed an opportunity to look comfortable in your sexuality mm-hmm. you should have laughed like haha surely he jests no one likes a means of standing as much as sex yeah, but instead yeah. you you vote against being gay by kind of like not laughing or maybe it's not funny I happen to think it's very funny but yeah. I think people in that moment are conflicted they're with a girl that they like to put their penis in and yeah. then they go I like sex more than any way of standing and then they don't laugh which, which I, I think that I, I, more and more if I do that joke and it works you do that in San Francisco everybody gets it you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. and so close so close but anyway I'm doing, I'm doing a lot yeah. of stuff about sexuality and a lot of it is kind of in this new uh, let's be a straight guy and talk about gay things comfortably because I think there's a nice message to that. Yeah, yeah. And again, to not ass- – I don't even – I don't like even asserting I'm straight. There's like a joke. I'm just trying to get we- – I know. I, I like, think, I I like think you're actually weird. cooler because in like, that bit I was like, oh, I do say I'm straight. No, no, but that's not, that's not, that's not a problem. I right. mean uh, the comfort is – I'm just trying to – I really want my, to my, – my engaging of it is just more to be – what what I did with my la- th- this last hour that I did was called uh, words 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 and I um I had tried to put is that on the one this... with the words behind you yeah it's yeah. a great special that's right oh thanks. Thanks. Uh, I tried to do like 
I, I took on this new persona because before I was this little kid like singing and winking when I was singing dirty songs. And I was like, I want to take it and I worshipped like Steve Martin and Zach Galifianakis. So I tried to put on this sort of Zach Galifianakis-esque persona of being distant and trying not to care and try mm-hmm. to look arrogant on stage. So that was mm-hmm. an interesting backdrop to put all the material against. Mm-hmm. And then I had heard from people said like, Oh, you're so like, are you trying to be sexy? Are you like trying to get laid up there? Because you come off brute, you come off like Edward Cullen, like brooding. Hmm. And I thought I was coming off cool and distant and crazy. I, I was trying to be like nihilistic and crazy. And uh, I was coming off brooding and yeah. trying to like, like lo- looking like I was trying to be sexy, which is the last thing I wanted to do. Uh, so now I'm trying uh, to like s- explicitly state really unsexy, weird things because I want it to be. So, right. Like, so my gay jokes are things like, there's one like, Something like I don't, uh, uh, women don't, I, I practice safe sex and women don't get it. Like they, they don't get that I practice safe sex. They say the same thing. They're like, why do you have to wear a condom if I'm fucking you with a strap on? Right. To be safe. You know, like to be, and uh, it's always this thing of like. Uh, the coveted Katie laugh. Yeah. Rare. It's always Rare. to be safe. <laughs> I'm teasing. And then it's, uh, you know, I don't know where I, I don't know where that thing's been. Yes, I do in my shoebox in my closet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but it's funny. It's a. It's cool. Those kind of jokes. And there's other joke where I'm like, "Don't you hate it?" Like I go like, "Fellas, fellas, fellas," and all the fell. And I, I'd say into yeah. the fellas, go, "Woo, woo." And I go, "Don't you hate it when you're like sucking on a beautiful cock and you open your eyes and there's a fucking faggot on the end of it?" Yes, I, I've heard and, you do uh, that. Joke. It's cool to hear those specific jokes. Why I'm so interested in those is because I hear I hear the sexes laughing differently. Yeah, I hear the guys going, "Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah," and I hear the girls. Kind of there's like, a lot of information. Hey, no matter what's happening, there's a g- someone on stage is talking about getting fucked. I haven't heard. You know what I mean? It's like no right. matter who he is, right? Uh, and it's really interesting to me. It's like I've always loved stand up as this sort of thing of learning about people, right? Like learning about the audience and it's how funny they that react. You say that because I often uh, I just said this. I was like, if I if I have a skill, let's go with the assumption that I have a skill. It's reading a crowd. It's it's reading the information of a laugh, and I think yeah. that's what you're doing in that time. You you're doing this little experiment. You do this joke. There's definitely some active ingredients in that joke. There's a shock level. There's the humor. But then there's also some politics to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's like a belief system yeah, to that course, joke. Yeah, of course, of course. And it's challenging. It's designed to put you on the back of your feet. And, and, and you, then you listen to the results. And like if you're going to be able to like travel around and do this, like how, why, not, why not have the most thorough test? Yeah. The one that, like, <laughs> and you know, to back up to the thing about comfort, comfortability of, with gay uh, Being material, weird. I would say – I would actually say Louis, Louis is like a huge pioneer of that because he actually really helped me to explore that. When he's talking about like sucking Ewan McGregor's dick, like this beautiful man is so beautiful that right. I would blow – I'd let him fuck me. He right. did a lot of that stuff that was just so awesome. Right. Or regain – he really pioneered like reusing the word faggot and, and, and totally taking the anger out of it to make it ironic of, of talking about like people acting like faggots – but it not meaning gay and right. talking about like well, quit can you guys stop being faggots and just have sex with each other he's right, talking right, about you right, know right. he like totally takes the air Chris out of Rock that word Chris Rock did that too and uh, yeah it's like so I would say he was a huge huge influence to me on that and Isn't reengaging those things yeah. it's really great though it's a wonderful it's what comedy should be I just wish you know I don't know you're wishing for the Lady Carlin yeah is that where that ladies, was going? just girls just fucking girls you know and you know what I will admit. If if the sexist argument within me, I may say naturally, just because of evolution, I would say I don't think it's fifty fifty. I think probably 
I'm not saying that they're not equally capable, but I would think if it all squared out, maybe 60% would still be men because just like there's a part of us is like these right. just are and like our maybe literally our anatomy is funnier. Like there's a certain thing right. that well, like dicks, dicks, are dicks are just outward. inherently goofy and yeah. weird. I was just but talking about it's not 95.5 or 98.2% whatever it is now. Yeah. It's, we're not uh, represent- 95.5 you're right. Not even I mean not even not even and, and a lot of the uh, stronger ones or more popular ones are lesbians. Yeah, yeah, or or a ma- you know have to take on certain masculine. Yeah, uh, or uh, it, it's coming from a masculine place. Or, yeah, but uh, again, it's it's still always so. I don't know. It's a t- it's a really tough, touchy subject. You it know? is, and like it it's is. a really hard thing. And like, but Dick's- I had worshipped Christopher Hitchens, and then he had that fucking terrible article in Vanity Fair about how women aren't funny. And oh, really? Also, yeah, I, I didn't mean, hear he, about that. Yeah, he did this whole thing of I don't know. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. And then I've heard like you know I've heard like. You know, like on Opie and Anthony or something, like Norm MacDonald just outright say, like, I don't think women are funny. Like, you go to the schoolyard and you hear a bunch of people laughing and you turn around, who it is? Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be some fucking broad? No, it's a guy. It's always a guy. You know, yeah. but I just think that's more the system and less inherent. Mm. I think that's more what what our society calls for women to be from a very young age and what they're taught to value in themselves. And if we taught them to, and we showed them that you can be yourself and uh, be funny. What if you, what know, if you, what can, if you turned? When, when, uh, it's bizarre. This is a this is a thick topic. Yeah, yeah. What if you turned on the schoolyard? This is so uncomfortable for me to say. What if it was like an overweight little girl, yeah. or like an un, know, like a, a non traditional mm-hmm. looking girl? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know some of those mm-hmm. girls yeah, develop. Yeah. God, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to. No, I don't no, want to no, put no. anybody in the corner of pain no, with too course. broad a strokes. But as I was a doughy, weird looking kid, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that helped me become funnier. Yeah. Absolutely, because mm. I was anxious and I wanted to win them over with wit. And a lot of the funnier girls that I'm thinking yeah. of in my life yeah. are not uh, necessarily, you know, model good looks. And it's not even. And on the flip side, it's that's like not true across the board, by the way. But no, 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 no. But <laughs> attractive women. Yeah, in com- a lot of attractive women in comedy, from what I've heard from them, articulate the fact that their attractiveness is a huge problem. Yeah, for audiences that when they go on stage, right. or something, that's a huge yes. thing to get over. Yeah, I mean it's equal some some for men too. You know, like Nick Thune, like the handsome Nick Thune. I think is <laughs> you know, like I think it's a bit of a problem of being like, ah, what do you fucking know, you yeah you handsome asshole. That's true, um, man. I don't know. I but feel I think, like the, I mean for women, it just so, it's just so much of what they do. Is, I feel like the good-looking guy to, wins. I feel like Nick Thune goes on stage and people are like, "Let's listen to this man. He's got a jawbone." Yeah, yeah. I feel like a hot girl goes on stage and unfortunately, a lot of people go, "Show us your tits." Mm. That's what's happening in their brains and yeah. sometimes out loud. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I just think it's like a, it's like I just think like sexism sort of in <laughs> such a. This has just been on my mind recently. Sure, That's why please I keep talking about. get into it. But like, I just think like. Sexism is like the last, or not the last, but a huge fight that's the hardest to have because it's so subtle. And I think like yeah. it's not just men versus women. I think women have turned against themselves in yeah. some certain place. And I think comedy, just stand-up comedy is such an interesting and like I think ground zero battleground for it. Because it's like freedom of speech. Like you literally present, a, it's like a fucking slave auction. You present this fucking person up on stage and it's an immediate visceral reaction to them. Yeah. And they just articulate their ideas. Like, the mediums are, the middlemen, I mean, are gone. It's mm-hmm. just so... Such a pure it's immediate. engagement. You just it. start bidding on this comedy. And yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, really. And it's like, and there's no, uh, yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Like, I, I would hope to just 
you know, I, I hope I can shove something in a in a little bit of a different direction. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and, I, don't I, know, I, I don't know what I can do, but here let, uh, we just had Alison Rosen on the show, and we talked a little bit about this, uh, not specifically about this, but we're talking about men and women. And I, I'm not going to restate all those things. I'd, I'd rather hear what you have to say about it. But talking about dicks, we got uh, we yeah. got on that a little bit. Dicks yeah. are funny. Yeah, uh, they're outward, and they uh, what we said to Alison. I was like, dicks do the fucking. That's why. Men being aggressive is somewhat more comfortable. Yeah, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, I also think women, there's a protective nature inherent in mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. that a lot of comedy comes from failure, from, from self-deprecation, from pain. So you're saying the men want to protect the women. Yeah, it's it basically like that thing that happened uh, that there was, everyone was up in arms about, like the, that show The Talk. A man had had his penis cut off or something and mutilated, and the girls were laughing about it. And they were saying, oh, my God, this you know, guy's dick got cut off by his ex-wife and or the balls thrown in the bushes. And they were right. all laughing. And, they right. were, and people were flipping out going, how dare you? What, what if a woman had had her breasts removed? Or like had, had yeah. a man had mutilated a woman? That wouldn't be funny at all to anybody. Right. And that's true. And it's also kind of true that just there's that natural reaction that it's kind of funny for – you know, and just, I, I understand. And back, back to the beginning of that's like the other side three, of the three, three students. If this beautiful woman had fallen down the stairs, would it be as funny as Larry? Right, right, right. right. I, I don't. Maybe and men are that. wired to fix women's problems. Yeah. That's, that's one of the ways we uh, do bad listening. Is if a woman starts talking, a man will go, "How do I solve this problem?" That's why we're not traditionally good listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we don't want to emote and share. We want to solve. So if a woman so gets fixed. on stage and yeah, she's yeah. like. Oh, I got my yeah. neighbor. It's like, do you want me to go talk to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. It's like it's it's a. I think it's a view of them as weak. Yeah, and so articulating. But if, their, a, if a guy with a dick is on stage and he's complaining about his stupid problems, you're kind of like, ha, ah, this dick can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, man, good luck, man. We, you know, yeah, you know, let us know how it goes. Yeah, I can't figure it out either. Like, man, yeah. these, these are sort of all of our problems. Whereas yeah. a woman gets up, it's like, oh no, these are woman problems. That yeah, yeah it's scary, man. It's it scary. scary. Here's the other thing that we talked about. That was great with dicks do the fucking. The other thing, and I was thinking about this since Allison and I talked about it, is the idea of pregnancy. Mm. Is the idea that, like, it's built into women that they will, at some point, something could happen to them, and they're out of commission for about a year. You know what I mean? I know you don't have to be, like, off your your feet for the whole nine months. But I'm just saying... There's no, there's no real male equivalent to like, this is going to happen to you, Bo. Mm. You're going to be filled with a baby. Uh, your hormones are going to start giving you direct orders. You're yeah, going to yeah. lactate. Yeah. And you're going to like, that's going to be the most important thing in the world to you. Yeah. A man, uh, I think people are comfortable with him in that uh, authoritative position. He blows beans up somebody, sorry, yeah. and then proceeds, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. And then he, he can continue, <laughs> I know, I'm going to think about me saying that for a while. Beans, and, beans, 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 beans. That he can continue hunting or being a CEO or being a comedian or oh, whatever. Of you know what, and this is like, this is getting back to the thing that I but think. They, but it's undeniable. Women have, uh, like, course. you become pregnant all this, the most staunch. All, all of this is undeniable. Yeah. I, I agree. But I think this is like the center of like, I think like humans moving forward in general, yes. like all of the the huge step that we're going to have to do is like stop deifying our bi- biology and like move away from it. That's like the trans the transgender. All this thing is just revealing the 
I think arbitrariness of our biology breaking down that these gender all these things are just arbitrary things that these group of primates hairless primates grew up uh, grew up to have but you know what the, we don't need fucking babies anymore honestly we don't need we don't we don't we're we're, we're fully populated we, that that part of the evolution is over I think we need to like <laughs> upload our minds to computer become digital and like explore the universe singularity but uh, you know so I think all of that stuff is like is a huge and I think will be like the biggest hump for humans is to like Get stop over giving it. a fuck about like, men and women are different. Yeah. You know, and they, oh. Well, isn't that interesting because in, in the limited way that we can upload our personalities, uh, you made me think of like chat rooms where mm. guys pose as girls and girls pose as guys all the time. So it's already kind of losing some of that like that doesn't really happen as much anymore. Yeah. Are there chat rooms now? Yeah, yeah, of course. But okay. that's exciting. And that's exciting and it's fun and it's weird. But to like You're saying uh, we, it's interesting. But I feel like there's they. some people like holding the walls, you know, the little trash compactor Death Star walls apart trying to be like, no, 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 but they're still so – and like why not embrace this sort of like incredible storm that's happening in the middle of them of, of, of the sides sort of dissolving and you – know. It freaks people out. Yeah. I think people are, are contradicting themselves all the time. That's certainly the theme of this show for me is that I'm with you. I'm on one side of this coin. I'm like, fuck it all. We're all just people who gives a shit. Let's be comfortable with everything. We don't even uh, need gender ideas or anything. And then on the other side, I feel like Don Draper. And I'm like, you look like a whore in that dress. Smoke a cigarette, drink some scotch, and tell my daughter she can't wear makeup. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> well no, yeah. Well, I, think, I think that's um, – well, there's a certain uh, – I just – I don't know. Is it's that just, idea uh, – you know, I, well, I, I'm having a hard time artic- or talking about this idea. I need you to talk a little bit more about letting go of all of it. Do you mean let's get into the singularity? Let's evolve? No, no. I don't know. Let's I'm move just past saying, like, being human. If, like, if there's no victims to – I think yeah, that's just the question. Is like is there a victim to this? You know, Is there a victim to whatever the behavior is? And if, if there's not a victim and it's making people more different than each other, then it's great. I mean why not make the world a little more – different, a little more exciting, a little bit more like complex. I just think like complexity is always more interesting to me. Yeah. And I just would like I, I, I just, I don't know I just, it just fucking like dudes I don't know, I guess I've maybe just had a problem with masculinity like my whole life. Yeah. And that's probably where it's coming you from. Know, it's that's... probably like the little the little kid well, you, that, you... I, the little kid that didn't, that hit puberty late and like still can't grow a beard I can't it's, grow maybe, a beard. Maybe that's, yeah, you can't Yeah, no way. Uh, so I think that it may just be coming from that. Yeah. But I also take I'm also incredibly aggressive about these things. It's funny because I, the way I articulate this fucking thing, right? Which is kind it's, of a male, yeah. And it's thing. my father. It's my. I swear, like my father of going like these fucking like my. Brother, <laughs> like, my, father used, like, my father used swears. You very, really put your back into yeah, the really, fuck yeah. Words. So like, I I I, I feel that, uh, but I don't know. Well, I you're just, from you're from Massachusetts, yeah, and I'm from Massachusetts. Maybe maybe, maybe what I'm saying is maybe the reason women don't do comedy is because they're fucking better than us, and I'm like chasing <laughs> them to do like the shitty male thing of getting up and being like aren't I funny and fuckable right so maybe maybe like showcase- I, maybe I'm trying to drag them down and maybe yeah. they're just like you maybe know. they do have it. Somebody, somebody, but not really. It's it's a, it's a beautiful way to express. I'm sorry, I keep I keep cutting no, you off. No, it's the show. Get into but, it. But uh, it's like you know. But I just think it's this beautiful way to express yourself and a beautiful way to hear for people to hear in this just world of just like filters and notes and yeah. rewrites yes. to hear a human on stage unfiltered and talking yeah. and like unpasteurized. The, we need to like desperately rather than have this fucking rubric that makes it. Louis C.K. is like undoubtedly the greatest 
most well-respected comic around. I mean, sure. like I, I, I don't, I, I can't remember a time because I feel like there were so many other icons at certain other times of Carlin. And now it's and now it's Louis, it's like Louis at the top of the thing, yeah. which is so great. I just, we're in a monarchy. I, I believe he is the. I do believe he's the best functioning comic. I just hope. It's not – I just hope that his form isn't the definition. I don't want – you know, I, I don't think it's the – he isn't the definition of comedy. He is the epitome of his – he is the definition of comedy in that he is most honestly serving himself. Yeah. Not that he's most on, honestly serving this realistic sort of cynical kind of loving right, dude. Right, That's just him. Right. But – Well, that's what they said about uh, Bill Hicks too. Dwight Slade had a great quote yeah. in the Bill Hicks movie where it was like – it's a lot of people make the mistake of trying to be like Bill, yeah. Bill Hicks, and, and it's like that's not what Bill Hicks did. Bill Hicks figured out the best way to be himself, yeah, and yeah. that's what we should right, be right. Well, that's copying. Perfect. That's what we should be doing. That's perfect. It's one that's of the last parts of the thing. And I think that's what you're saying about Louis. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Louis just went inside and figured out this is me, and maybe you're saying this is me, and I and I have a guitar, or this is me, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing a fake uh, machismo thing, or this is me, and yeah. and whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ruin one of your bits, one of your favorite with the glitter. I love it. I don't uh, want to ruin it. Yeah. You, you know what's funny about you? you? The reason I brought up Massachusetts is because, uh, for better or worse, I, I do feel like Massachusetts is a bit of a tough guy town. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. And that that's what I had a hard time with. Mm. That joke about standing like a pregnant woman, standing mm. like a teapot, mm. was in Little League. I was standing on the field, and I was standing that way, because right. if you ask your body how it wants to stand, <laughs> that's the way. <laughs> While you're watching a boring ass fucking baseball game, yeah, that's, that's hand great. to hip like a woman. That's that great. and my coach goes, "Don't stand that way." And I go, "Why?" And he says, "Guys, that's not for guys. Guys don't stand that way." That's great. And I'm not saying that only happened in Massachusetts, but there is a little bit more. It's the winters. It's the there's something like awesome. You know, I, I, I want to say awesome because yeah. I don't want to upset anybody. But there's like this like working class Irish tough. You know, men, men being men. My yeah, dad's yeah. one of these guys. My yeah, dad's yeah. my dad's never stood that way in his life. My dad's like a fucking guy. He comes home covered in oil. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He's 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 a guy. His hands are the size of this table. He's a giant. Uh, but anyway, they're not feeling comfortable with that growing up in my high school, in my uh, a little bit of my grade mm-hmm. school, just being like, and wow. you would have been comfortable with it if it hadn't felt uh, so. Exclusive or non-inclusive, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not – I, I don't have a problem with – like, my father's a masculine dude. But, like, yeah. he – when I did The Winter's Tale, this little Shakespeare three-and-a-half-hour play, like, he came, like, three times. It was this wonderful uh, thing where he's very – and I, I love uh, I, I, – there's part of me that's very sweet. masculine and I like that. Yeah. I don't want that to go away. Right. Again, I just want, you know, it to be a little more inclusive of uh, the spectrum. You know? Duncan Trussell was telling me about some uh, – it's not satanic, but if you saw it, you would think it was satanic. Yeah. And I'm sorry for forgetting what it was. But it, it's this goat-headed thing mm. with a man's body. Yeah. And he has a dick and a vagina. Mm. I like that I use the dick and then vagina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not he, a dick and yeah. a pussy. Yeah, he's yeah. got a cock and a vulva. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was talking to Duncan about that on one of our weird, uh, you know, uh, trussles, as I call them. That's right. not true. But yeah, I was on a little trussle journey, and he was like, that's because that's the power. He Like, this understanding of masculine and feminine mm. together mm. is where it's at. Duncan yeah. was on a weird tip where he's like, look, we're losing a lot of our masculinity. He's like, we should, like, box and, like, fucking yeah. Yeah. whatever, drive yeah. quickly. I don't even know what men are doing. Yeah. <laughs> but also have the vagina. That's why this, like, uh, demonic-looking guy is supposedly so powerful, because he has both. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and that was weird. Everybody in this in our culture, I think, would be like, "Well, a vagina is a weak thing; it's a yielding thing." Well, maybe. Yeah, well, then also, there's like a skewed version sometimes of what masculinity or femininity is. Like, I don't think femininity is attention to detail on your clothes, or like, I don't think like metrosexual being this androgynous thing. Like, yeah. no, I, don't, I think you're just vain because you <laughs> like the way you look. I think like what feminine <laughs> what feminine is is being empathetic and, and patient, yeah. and being able to multitask and being incredibly, incredibly like enduring yet yes yet. Uh, un thankless. Being so thank, you know, my mother yeah. is a my mother's a hospice nurse. She is like is uh works in a in a house that just is a hospice house. That, mm. Like with all women nurses that are like little frumpy Boston women that like yeah. I come in and they're like oh Bob, you're out in Hollywood like yeah oh, you got to tell us already like yeah. and then they're you know doing the most insanely terrifying like. I mean, they're like soldiers, and uh, I think it's like the most embodiment of what uh, what woman what a woman is. can be, what a woman is. I even think what what the what the strengths and right. incredible. Well, we it's, it's, it's like the same thing of embracing. It's like this beautiful thing where it's not running away from what maybe women are defined as, but right. it's still showing them to be so powerful. And that what makes women women at times isn't weak, isn't it, so they're protecting, they're caring for these people, but it's in the most incredibly fearless right it's a terrifying way but like mama bear like with like a fucking ak on her back like in (laughs) taking care of like dying like admitting 30 people every week and seeing all of them die yeah i mean it's like jesus yeah it's it's more it's more badass than any fucking dude right you know well that isn't that that one of the theories that men are are envious of women we all know that we came here through women you know what i mean and men uh, as uh, Greg, Greg Fitzsimmons put on the show, we're just the part of the shuttle that falls off. <laughs> like we just put babies uh, in them, really and, th- and then we're discarded. Yeah, like we're weird. simultaneously these guys, and we and we sure do a lot of work to uh, assert authority and power. But really, we all came out of the vagina elevator. Yeah, and yeah. we couldn't be here without one. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like if it was all dudes, what was that movie? Children of Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that wasn't yeah, all yeah. dudes, but. Uh, they're, yeah, they were all barren. All we, yeah, we barren. need we need women. Women are the door that we came out of. Yeah, but of course, but yeah, no, women need men. It's our, you know, it's a, like they, they also need. I sure. mean, it, it's a bit of a it's it's, it's a little pathetic, like body wise that like our body makes jizz and theirs makes people like, <laughs> you know I mean? like there's, there's something obviously incredibly way more impressive about that <laughs> i was talking about my uh dick on stage the other day and it was it was a life bit it was something i had said in life and i was like i got a glimpse of myself in the mirror with, and i had an erection it was post-sex i'm not just looking at myself you know what i mean i went you had an erection post-sex yeah it stays up for a while good for you man. What, what do you what, what do you mean Did, uh, are you falling down right away no i'm not still- falling it down no, my pussy's still wet after sex. Ah, there it is. <laughs> well, uh, if I want to be like Bo Burnham, I'll go. And he still had his erection. See? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing it now. We got it. We got it. Uh, oh, my God. You're so right, man. There, There is that voice in me that wants to go, it was a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. It's weakness. It's weakness. Well, I, I want to do that, too, you know. And uh, it's not weakness, necessarily, but, like... I think it's, it is. It's, it's pathetic. Well, the, the real thing is... Do not – you cannot get offended when someone asks you that. If someone asks – there was that part of me and I finally think I've beat it out, uh, NPT, uh, <laughs> NPI. Um, and, uh, Wait, what's NPI? No pun intended. Uh, and when people say like, are you gay? Are you gay? And I've really worked on being like, no. I'm like that's not right. – I'm really trying to feel that that is not an offensive question. Right. And when I feel people ask that and I feel everyone go tense, yeah. it's like what – what is that that's making us tense right now? Right, right, right. If someone had asked, is your family from Sweden, do you 
like hot right, dogs. Right, right, it wouldn't right. have made everyone feel so weird. But it's like a thing of no, this is an insult. See, that's what that's what this I like. is an insult thing that you're right. thinking that I'm gay is a bad thing. Me projecting femininity is a or whatever. But I, it, no, it's, that's, it's I just want to. I don't him. think femininity I is understand. gay. Right. We actually like, just said it on the that's, show. That's, that's, a, that's a terrible, uh, uh, not not true at all. I forget whose bit it was, and I wish I knew, but uh, I said to Adam Carolla, I was like, there's nothing more manly than fucking another guy. It's somebody yeah, else's yeah. bit. This isn't yeah, my yeah, bit. Yeah. I just don't know whose it is. And it was like, oh, you fuck a girl? Oh, that's so tough. But like, you fuck a man? Yeah, you fuck a dude. Yeah. Who, who earlier in the day fixed a car, and you fucked him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. overtook him? Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Dick giving orders, but then you you made me think of so many other things. About uh, getting gay as a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Clarifying that you're not. I, I've been doing this bit on stage, and I know it's come up a lot in the show. But I wrote it with Dave Holmes on the show. We were talking about it. I always think it's interesting that guys won't consider. Uh, I do this on stage. I'm like, would you uh, give a guy a blowjob for ten million dollars? And that is also one of those questions that guys are like, no, like no, have yeah, to yeah. posture. Instead, you know what I think the correct response is is uh, questions. You go like, do I know the guy? That's the right response. Yeah, is he clean? Is he clean? Do I swallow? Uh, yeah, yeah. How how long is it going to take? Is there a time limit? I think I think I'll go and say I think I would blow a dude like a blow a disembodied dick yeah. before I would like make out with a dude for a long time. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's that prostitution sort of like that's not how you're wired. Necessarily. Yeah, it's way more intimate. Like the, the making out with a dude seems way more intimate. Yeah. To me. Here's one that's fun that I was recently yeah. playing with some friends. I was like. Uh, you can either you can either never have sex. Again. It's an alive dick. It's not a just. It's not a. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Chopped off. Dead I understand because that's yeah. gross. No, fine. That's t- totally. I'm totally. I'm with you. I didn't have any questions. I knew it was a living <laughs> dick. Right. When it's presented to you, it's flaccid. Then you do a little bit of work, and yeah, off you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, I was. I, mean, I was probably gonna be a little more flatter than that. I think I'd be ready to go. Okay, ready to go. I was hoping. Okay, well, I mean, we'll see. I bought a dinner. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a dick. It can't see you. There's no talk. Well, it has no ears. Well, Okay. You're trying to feed it into the I'm a little rom- I'm more romantic than this. <laughs> I think. Anyway, what's the fun one? The fun one is uh, I like I like to do things with people where it's like you can you can either it's uh, either not have sex again or that's mm. the setup. Okay, I'll get I'll do you a, a couple. You can either never have sex again. Take it. Mm. <laughs> That's what you're taking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it's you good, have, good to be here, yeah. <laughs> or you have to have sex five times a day. Uh, well, you're a young man. Forever have sex five times a day. Well, forever? see, th- these are good questions. Sex would constitute. Uh, it has to go in uh, a major hole to climax. You have to come. I mean, yeah, whatever. five times or none. It's not real. I don't care. I'm not invested. What do you mean? It's not a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just back know, away from know, the I'm, game. I'm, no, I'm so, always so bad at these games. I'm no, like, okay, you're right. You're right. Let I'm, me. You know, because I'm thinking like, so who? What? Who? What's happening? When, if I only get to four, am I get dying? Am I, I understand? You know, how is this? Oh, scheduling if you, if you only get to four, then you just can't have sex ever again. Oh, then obviously take the five, and then when? But that one lazy it, day where you just, then I just go back to A. Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, if I die, Good if I die, if, it, if it's, I know, I know. Yeah. If it's Eddie Murphy's A Thousand Words, which I saw in theaters, <laughs> uh, where, like you die if you don't do it, I would, I'd probably, I'd probably. It's a hard one. Five is a great number. I know because everyone would do three. 
That's yeah. the thing. Everyone would do three and no one would do ten. God, no one would right? do ten. It's so shaped. so yeah. raw. <laughs> Your poor little dick getting wedged oh in there. Oh, my God. You're just like, why are you doing this? What are you, Henry the no, I probably, probably none. I guess, I guess. I guess I'd probably take none. Or you know what? You don't even have to answer, but it's an interesting pickle. The other one that I think is more interesting for our mm-hmm. conversation is uh, never have sex again. Mm-hmm. Or you can have as much sex as you want. And this is for a straight man. You can have as much sex as you want, but once a month you need to have sex with a man. Once a month, what kind of sex? With you can, it doesn't have to be makey out. Your, your, your penis just has to... You're gonna have I, to so, I, but I get to be a top. You're a top. Do I get to pick the man? Yep. Do I get to pick like a nubile, hairless... Yeah. Twink with a wig? No problem. Uh, once a month? Once a month. Oh, and the stipulation is you can't tell anyone why you fuck a dude once a month. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you can't be like, I'm not gay. I do this because a genie <laughs> said I have to or I can't ever have sex again. Uh, this genie had a podcast. and It's a tough a one. Point. You don't have to answer. What I'm saying is it's ridiculous to not even think about it. Yeah, you, of course I have to Okay, answer. then I, I don't want – it's not called you made it uncomfortable. I, I just want you no, to No, no, no. It. But it's like it's stakeless if you have to be like, oh, okay. But uh, I, you, you just don't want to get the, no way, I'm totally not yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a weird one. Sexuality is weird. I, I've never really gotten an answer. But then again, I feel like I'm cheating. I feel like I'm cheating if I'm taking like a little hairless boy with a wig on. I think if it's like, if it's a dude. It's Al from Home Improvement. Yeah. I... <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, and it's not the I, actor. It's actually, in this reality, he really uh, is Al that's from great. Home Improvement. Al is, is Al the assistant or the... It's the assistant. He's a bit of a bear. Can I glory hole the guy on the other side of the fence through the... You sucking dick? Yeah, through the, through the guy on the fence in the Home Improvement. Who was that? <laughs> through the hole in the fence. Wilson! Yeah, well, you're going to glory hole Wilson, Wilson and his dick has a little fishing cap on it. <laughs> and you're like, let's get that out of the way. And then later you misquote what he said while he was coming. Oh. That's a pretty pretty funny joke. <laughs> I'm just worried. I'm worried like no sex would um, no sex would be, be pretty crazy. Would drive you pretty crazy. But I don't know if like if I'm getting fucked by a dude, there's no way. If I have to get fucked by a dude once a month, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No it's way. a different thing. That's, see, that's one of the reasons why I think homosexuality is so threatening to men, is that a, you fucking a guy is it's pretty different, but it's in the same neighborhood as, as fucking a woman. It's fucking, yeah. a, it's fucking a hole. Well, what's interesting to me about gay and guys... And that freaks this is, this is a question. I would talk to gay friends about this. About like getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, is that inherent to being gay, or can think, it, or should it? Because in theory, it should be equally distributed. That liking that sensation, which just seems to be like a natural sensation, yeah, should be almost equally distributed across everybody. I I, I don't understand how there's like a oh but, but I under- yeah, but I understand like emotionally, yeah, like as a gay man emotionally wanting like. But I like wanting your partner, the person you love, to be inside of you. Yes, I understand. And that. that's what you have. The but options. I'm saying, like, gay men who like the feeling of getting butt fucked. Right. That seems like a thing that shouldn't be inherent to be. Like, I don't know how those. Why is that a gay thing? Why don't straight guys also want the feeling? But of I think gay? no, they do. I mean, like some do. You know. But uh, I, I've always wondered that. I've always wondered that. Uh, that. But I think it's more of an emotional and. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe if all dudes tried it, they would pegging. That's what they call it. Pegging? Pegging, that's what I've heard. What do you mean? What, what is pegging. Pegging. I think that's what, that's what straight dudes call it when like, their girl fucks them. It's pegging. Oh, really? Yeah. Pegging is pretty incredible, right? <laughs> pegging. P-double-G-I-N-G. 
Pegging? What with an E in there. Pegging. Pe- I've never heard that. Yeah, it's like the least sexy phrase. Pegging. Is that like Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is the conversation. I mean, this is a good conversation. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, it's so anything that makes me uncomfortable, I think, is, is really good. And I am uncomfortable in this area. And yeah, this has come course. up on podcasts that I've done. I wonder to the, the extent to which you're raised or encouraged to be uh, straight. What do you or, or gay or straight or whatever? Well, that's the thing of being like you know in ancient Greece, like you well, know, that's, that's Socrates is fucking thirteen-year-old boys, and it was I mean? considered manly to fuck another man, yeah, and it was considered yeah. like a separate thing. It was like, yeah, of course you uh, mostly have sex with women or whatever, but yeah. then on Tuesdays, let's get oiled yeah. up yeah, and like yeah. wrestle, and what goes in goes in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, I don't know the Greek for what goes in goes in, <laughs> but <laughs> that does not make translation of a Greek yeah, phrase. Yeah. It was something like the, if the vase takes shape of your dick. I don't know. Grease. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't like know if, if they, that if would the, be better. It, I think that would probably make people more empathetic towards each other and a little more understanding. of. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I grew up very liberal. I went to a Quaker school in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where oh, yeah. most of most – of, actually, literally most of my teachers were gay. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, They would uh, almost – Almost wrongly would hire a uh, African American lesbian over a straight white man. I got to the point where it was like, could we have one straight white man just to fill out the image, <laughs> yeah. just to get him represented, yeah, just, just to get him on the bit. front of the textbook? <laughs> <laughs> he was our minority. It's great, uh, but you know, it's it's still people still I think find a nap, even if you're taught that it's good. I still think you're going to have those turkey moments. Yeah, because it's it's different or something. Well, it's funny because it's like, and then it's like we're having this. I think. A decently subtle, nuanced conversation about this, like pretty far down the rabbit hole, we're like debating what things are, right? And like the art, and then it's crazy to like widen the gaze and see that the argument is twenty twenty steps behind us right now, and whether it's yeah. fucking natural or what. Luckily, news. I don't know when this is airing, but like when we were recording this yesterday, yeah. North Carolina banned it. Uh, banned same-sex marriage yesterday. North Carolina banned same-sex marriage. Oh, it did? Yeah, yeah. Banned same-sex marriage. They passed uh, Amendment 1. Oh, no. Banned it. And then today, Obama came out and endorsed it. Made he- a video. He made a video saying, really incredible, saying like, which is really incredible. He talks about changing his mind. Because he, he said, you know, I've been thinking. He loves change. And he said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope. Ah! And he says like, uh. You know, I've, like, talked to close gay friends and gay people work with me. And, like, Sasha Malia, like, as a generational thing, think it's no different. Their friends have right. you know, two mothers right. and two fathers. Right. And, like he said, I support gay marriage. I mean, it's pretty incredible to see, like, the president change his mind. It's, it's funny so, that you say that. It's so yeah. important. That's, it's almost better. It's all, all – well, not kind of better. I mean, we'd love it to have it for the last four years. But the idea that he can admit, like, I was wrong and by meeting people and talking to people, right. I realized – but uh, yeah, it's, it's funny exciting. that you but it's like the fact that that's where the fucking argument is right. with some of these people. Yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to be like, so it's like getting fucked in the ass inherently gay. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. like to be like, oh my god, like the, the worried about it being natural or like at a time where like right. the world's fucking overpopulated, we're worried about the fact that people can't procreate when right. like we're gonna run into a problem with there being too many fucking when there's millions of children that need to be adopted. And we're right. worried about the two people that can't make children that would love to take some. Yeah, it's just so fucking. I mean, that, 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 that just makes me, similar to the female, it just makes me very, very angry. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up religious, and then, uh, didn't we have a Gordon College connection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got to get... I, I, I live in that town. I live let, in the town of Gordon College. Uh, yeah, well, Hamilton. Beverly. Hamilton. Hamilton. Let's merge into that perfectly here, uh, but uh, I'll first say that I used to think 
uh, it was the mother of someone I dated in uh, when I went to Gordon, which mm. is religious, and so she was really religious and just wanted kind of a cliche of a person. Yeah. Uh, and watched Fox News all day and lived in a very small town. Never met a gay person. Never met an openly gay person. Yeah. And was adamantly uh, anti-gay marriage. And I was yeah. just like. It just takes, like, why can't, like, one amazing gay couple break down their car? This terrible Lifetime movie mm-hmm. where their car breaks down and, they, and she has to meet them and see that they're not these monsters that she's imagining that she wants to stop from their unholy union. Yeah, yeah. I know that's kind of cliche, but no, I used to of think about you, you wish that that would happen. I guess, but, like, really what disturbs me is people that, it, like, have never met a gay person making decisions for them. Yeah, of course, of course. I just, you know... I like it. Posted something a little on Twitter about it yesterday, and I got responses. It's very interesting to see how the uh, you know the argument against it has evolved. People saying things like, you know, you're asking the voters to be respectful of the gay lifestyle, but you're not being respectful of the fact that they have different views than you. And I'm like, yes, I'm not respectful of the fact that they're not respectful. Right. Uh, the idea of respecting views is yeah, so yeah. ridiculous. I don't need to respect <laughs> views. Why would you respect my views if I say that I believe that? You know, unicorns are real or anything. Or, or, respect or that women views. should be punched in the face yeah, or yeah. whatever. I don't like respect some any of those. I don't respect any of those views. I just think it. It's like the. I, I hope anger gets stirred up a little bit more. You know, people say, "Oh, it's all about respect and you know multiculturalism." Everyone, you got to respect that people have different. No, well, kids are fucking killing themselves. Kids are killing themselves. Yeah. Because of ideas like this. Yeah. Ideas that start with, "Well, no, I know it's not. I just, I, it's my belief that I don't care, but it's my belief that you shouldn't get married." Right. Well, little kids hearing that that you don't think that they fucking kill themselves. You have yeah. blood in your hands. Yeah. Every fucking bout is blood in its hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and like, I just, I, I think there's. This whole idea of, of, and this is from the left, I think, that it's come, this left coping mechanism to, you know, not go through the world angry is this acceptance and respect of other people's beliefs. I fucking hate that so much. I don't respect your belief. If your belief is hateful towards people, I, I don't respect it. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate that belief. I uh, hate it with, great. you know. I think that's great. It just, it's all. It's kind of badass. Yeah. Well, you know, it just, I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I'd have. You know, I've I had a lot of, you know, gay friends in high school and all yeah. those things that I saw very quickly that very seed of an idea grow into like a kid, someone choking them or someone driving by and yelling faggot to them as they're walking down the street with their boyfriend. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a time to be like, let's sit across the aisle and, you know, yeah. let's talk. I, I don't, I, I, maybe it's just like the young, aggressive person in me, but I don't feel like being patient with them. Yeah. I feel like being like, kids are dying. I don't give a shit what you think. This isn't a matter of put it up to the vote and let's see what the system does. It's like, no, the smart people in power need to sort of understand what's being said here. And I don't yeah. give a shit what a book says. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> well, that no, that's great. What a great thing to say. That's a gift that I think you just gave us. Uh, the idea of growing up in Hamilton, Massachusetts, <laughs> near my my college. It's that's incredible. Unbelievable. Know, it's pretty great, right? You know people that went to Gordon College. Yeah, I did. I mean, that's a school that says, you know, the, like, you know, homosexuality is a sin in the pamphlet and you can't masturbate. Is, is that in there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't masturbate in the, in the pamphlet. I came all over that. Well, <laughs> you probably can masturbate. But I don't, I don't know what the views are now. It's fine. I mean... Well, I think uh, I, I went I back to Gordon to, to know about. perform... And I think they're getting a little bit more progressive. Good. There are certain uh, schools that are worse. Uh, when I was there, they would they would have like a uh, a lesbian priest uh, or pastor or something oh, wow. come in and speak. Really? But people would storm out and slam the door. That yeah. happened a lot. Well, yeah. 
every uh, I, I would run into kids that were gay and they were so conflicted. One of the, one of my wonderful friends from Gordon College who was just yeah. he was gay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm, like we all knew he was gay. But I, one of my regrets was that I didn't sit him down or whatever. Not that I didn't sit, he didn't need to be sat yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't create an environment that would have been okay for him, for him to be to, like, hey, I'm Yeah, gay, that's the thing. You the never want to, you want to, that's the best thing you can do. If you suspect. That's, that's the top last thing. Yeah. It yeah. was like, just, just say something along the lines of like, yeah, that, it, it would be okay. I, whatever. I don't, yeah, I yeah. can't do the play. But then I saw him recently, he came to see me at a show in Chicago and it was amazing. He was like, well, uh, we all knew. I'm gay, obviously. Like, I'm gay. But we went to a school. I went to a school yeah. that uh, was saying that uh, my friend was wrong. And I had, and I had, I had, and by the way, masturbation was wrong. So even straightness was wrong in a sense. So, like, I, I was made to feel bad about my own yeah, of course. complete normal urge to come all over that pamphlet. I love, <laughs> I love pamphlets. Something about uh, the staples in there. Of it's just course. Really, Really just ejaculate. I'm getting... I'm gonna, <laughs> Comfort. The, the rest of the dick bit, by the way, is I saw myself in the mirror with an erection, and I was like, what? This is ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. <laughs> it was me and this flesh spear jutting yeah, oh out from God. me, just like kind of looking kind of violent and like just kind of like, no subtlety <laughs> to it. Just, I'm a dick. And it gives me orders. It gives me direct uh-huh. orders. It can go, shut down this part of the brain. We're taking over. And this joke of a human piece <laughs> oh my God. takes over me, it takes yeah, me yeah. over and uh, <laughs> takes a good amount of blood and then just wants me to do weird, weird, pretty weird things. That's incredible. I, yeah, it's, and a vagina is so much more subtle. It's internal. Yeah. What's going on? It's kind of like women. I'm not breaking any new ground here. No, no. And you know what? There's like a terrible spin on that that like Andrew Dice Clay put on it in like in this Madison Square Garden uh, that I've heard echoed with other people. Mm. Who did I fucking hear do it? I'll say his name. Who did I hear do it? Um... <laughs> I think it was like Aries Spears or something uh-huh. did a fucking thing of like, how can any guy look at another guy's hairy ass right. and say, right. uh, I want to fuck that. Right, you know, right. You know, I actually played. think that's been quoted to me as people's argument like of why they're straight. It's like, that's me. I can't look at a guy's hairy ass. No, and, and they use that. I know like, they're how quoting the fuck can you be gay? Yeah. Which also the underlying thing is how the fuck can you be a woman? Like, and women want to do that. Not fucking hat, but like women look at a guy and think right. like, and uh, oh man, I remember I that it? bit. So he did that whole thing about bisexuals. What do they do? Like get up in the morning and flip a coin to the side. You know? Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, and, no, it's. I mean, and that's the other thing. That's the other argument that, like, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know if I don't. Be- I don't know now if I believe that all that there isn't a moral obligation in comedy. I don't. I think you can be, but you need to have some sense of irony. I think. I don't know if right. it's like what's funny is funny because sometimes what appeals to people is. They want to laugh at the misfortunate and like the. Right, right, right. I don't know if that's a, that's another struggle I'm having. I don't want to make any blanket statements or assertions because these are things I'm trying to figure out. Right. I'm trying. I'm just just trying to fix for myself. Well, we don't have it figured out. But uh, you know, there I don't. Uh, laughs can be terrible. I mean, you know that from like growing up. Like yeah. some of your worst moments were being laughed at. Yeah. You know, and I've looked and I had older bits when I wrote when I was 16 about like deaf people are making fun of deaf voices that would get big laughs and like I've lost sleep at night thinking about like some poor deaf girl in yeah. middle school that heard someone quote I'm sure I have a video online right. that has like five million hits of a song about Helen Keller being the perfect woman and like making fun of her voice for being deaf and uh, I like really like got myself sick to my stomach thinking of like I bet a poor deaf girl has heard that 
my lyrics quoted to her and felt right. shitty, and that makes me feel so terrible, and it goes everywhere, you yeah. know, and like. Steve Martin actually said that. First yeah. of all, I'm, I'm not trying to let you off the hook. I actually think that was pretty uh, lovely of you. But um, Steve Martin said that when you're young, that's the time. That's when you make cancer jokes. That's when you make um, car crash jokes because it hasn't happened to you yet. Mm. Then you get older and your friend gets cancer or, or whatever. Uh, and I want to say, God forbid, I still have some of that religious uh, superstition. I want to be like, God forbid. Because uh, yeah, if yeah. I don't say that, uh, someone's going to get cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, and you don't make car crash jokes because you lose somebody in a car crash. So, yeah. and, and, like, you hadn't really – you're 16? Yeah, yeah. Death is pretty funny when you're 16 yeah, and, yeah. and able-eared. No, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to give you a pass, but no, no, no. most of us don't have a national stage. If I had a national stage when I was 16, uh, yeah, <laughs> goodbye career. In fact, that's why I'm glad I didn't. I came up in a yeah, time yeah. when I made videos and stuff, and the people that saw them were the people that were in them yeah, yeah. on the VHS <laughs> tape that yeah. we made it on, yeah. and then we taped over it the next Saturday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That shit's gone. Uh, you were uploading this stuff online. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to give you forgiveness. I'm not the judge or jury. No, 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 no. But I'm just kind of like... No, no, I get that. No, and, and you know, and I, I think I've done work in the meantime to, you know, counteract that. Yeah. And I don't not want to back up i do want to engage the sort of tragedy of the world into like i don't want to lose that sort of fucked up thing in the sense that like oh we do kind of laugh right at the sad and the tragic i love like staring into the like taking you to the darkest place and laughing there yeah it's it's a certain feeling you can't explain and really is terrifying i'll tell you something that no one relates to but Mm -hmm. i i think you might relate to it and this is going to be weird I saw a, a little dog get hit by a car, okay? And I didn't even see it get hit by the car. Yeah. I saw it cross the street, and it was the kind of purse dog that isn't bred for running. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen those things run. Yeah. And uh, across the street, I feel I can feel – listen, I get it. I would never say this on stage, and I don't even expect you to laugh. But if we were off mic and I was able to communicate this to you in a certain way, I bet I could make you laugh about yeah. this. And uh, I went to this party right after I saw it happen. And I looked like a lunatic because, again, I didn't see it die and I love dogs. This is like me being like, please don't hate me. But what happened was, given my mood or whatever, something horrific, something gory, something terrible, something indefensibly bad Mm. made me later, not when I saw it. When I saw it, I felt horrible. But then later being like, can you believe that we live in a world where I was sitting at a stoplight and I saw a little dog, one of the cutest things I've ever seen, run across the street. And then I didn't see him get hit by a car, but I saw people react. And then I was like, that fucking dog is dead now. Terrible. (laughs) Believe me, my rational brain and my heart and my empathy are, I'm not a sociopath. But for some reason, I couldn't stop laughing. And then no one was laughing. And then I put it in check. But there's something in us that oh, wants of course. to... You, you keep making me think of Nick DiPaolo on Louie says they're playing cards. It's the episode Hannibal's in. Mm. And, they're, and one of the guys is gay. And they have all these questions for the, their gay friends. Great episode. And Nick DiPaolo says, I just want you to know it's not religious and it's not even moral. I find what you do disgusting. Right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. it, it's like there's something about his perspective yeah. which is wrong, like a dog getting hit by a car. Sometimes that is what you want to laugh at. It's some kind of closed-minded guy yeah, in, that, yeah. in that moment, in that show. I was glad that yeah. he was represented. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know Even if, though I, I disagree with I saw that episode. I don't know if I saw that personally. But, like, that's fine. I don't even think that's a problem, is to be disgusted by it. Like, I'm disgusted when I see people 
eat raw tomatoes. I hate tomatoes. I think that's <laughs> disgusting. I think, you know, like disgust is not a problem. I'm not you like you are. Dis- if you are disgusted by the idea of gay sex, that's fine. That's I'm probably disgusted by the idea of a lot of heterosexual sex when I look right. at the people in the world. <laughs> you know, but that, that's that's not a problem. It's just a matter of like whether you hate them for it or judge them for it. Or, that's interesting. Or in, I think just disgust is fine. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, disgust is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm disgusted by most sex. Outside uh, of myself, uh, and sometimes myself as well. Yeah. But that's not a yeah. I don't think disgust is an issue. That's really interesting. Uh, uh, it's I don't just a matter of yeah. But I judgment. think it's funny when you hear Nick DePaula say, uh, probably as a joke, but maybe not saying what you do is disgusting to me. My liberal, uh, loving side, the alarm goes off. Well, right, because when you usually hear that, it's yeah. then followed by "Get the fuck out of my store!" Right, right, don't right. get out of my church! You fucking weirdo! Get out of get out of you know clean your stuff out of your room! Get out of our house! I don't like you. You know, you yeah. Know. He's just saying it's disgusting. But it can be the point of like, oh, that's gross. Hey, good, right. good to meet you. But, you know, my, but that's but that's right. fine. I mean, we got to be open to what we feel about things. I love and, tomatoes, you know. by the way. I, there was that I uh, with my hand. I eat yeah. them like a hand fruit. <laughs> tomatoes there was that great joke about Louis, Louis C.K. of being like and that's just the whole, whole thing of, uh, of talking about like you know a gay guy on a corner in New York with like a whistle and short shorts and, yeah. and being like hello it's hot outside and being like yeah. not all gay people are like that right. I, I started laughing at him Right. Not because he was gay, because he was goofy. And someone was like, don't laugh at him because he's gay. And it's like, no, I'm not <laughs> laughing because he's gay. I'm laughing because he's silly. And we can't. Yeah. Like, but people walking by being like, oh, no. Hello. What am I supposed to do? Like, go up to him and be like, oh, hello. Nice to meet you. He's like, no. he's like, he's like silly. And you can laugh at him. I mean, obviously butchered that. Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, then that's the. But again, I don't think the thing to address right now is the, well, let's talk about is the left. How, how, or like how, you know, the. When we're when we're stepping over the line, yeah, let's get everyone on the right side and then figure out right. where we're going too far. But I mean, it's great. Louis bit is a yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. It's interesting to me the idea of these things that are so dark that, that that we need to laugh at them, like really, really bad jokes, offensive jokes, or offensive areas, taboo topics. The cleansing that occurs—that's what close mm. friends do. At least that's what I do with my close friends. That area, that that safe space where you can kind of make any joke and mm. it's all understood, like. I don't have to say I'm. I don't hate whatever. I don't hate dogs, but let me tell you this. Yeah, well, thing. I have like, I've tried to clean them out of my act, and I have one or two in my act right now. Two lines where I'm like, this is, this is, uh, indefensible. Mm-hmm. I will hurt some people in the crowd. There's a certain people that this will bring back a memory and will hurt them. Mm-hmm. And the image is just too good for me. Like it's this uh, uh, little images and like were that I, I, I remember stumbling upon the line. Mm-hmm. It's specifically about something sort of eh, whatever. Are you going to do it? No, I shouldn't say because it's in a song. I don't really want to explain it. But I remember stumbling on the line and going, oh, fuck. Immediately going, oh, shit. And calling up my friend and going, dude, I stumbled on this thing. I, I won't be able to not say it now that I have it in my head. Yeah. But it's this. And, uh, ah! you know, I, it's a bad – but that's the thing. But you it's, felt an obligation. You were like – Because I was like this – uh, for it me, it's a really – something. It, it makes me feel something. It's like it's a good – it's, again, that thing of that, like, fucked up image of, like, oh, it makes you go, like, oh, but it's something to hear. Yeah. It's going to hurt people. And, but I only have a couple of them, and I try to – It's interesting, man. Yeah. But it's a part of, like, art. You know, that's a part of uh, art. I think art ex- should express life and not wrap itself up morally necessarily. I know I just said that I feel like comedy no. should answer to no. itself morally. But I just mean but it that, should be aware of itself 
morally if you want to stand behind it. It's a it. contradiction, but that we're filled with them. We're yeah. filled with contradictions. Yeah. I agreed with both of your points. I agreed that we should have a moral <laughs> yeah. standard, and I'm also like, but we also should live in a place where we can say of, anything. Of course, of course. I, I got in high school, like uh, we got taught this dance, this Japanese dance called buto, which is a dance. That, oh, uh, I know buto. I'm It's like you cover yourself in like white powder, and it's like this very ugly dance sort of thing that was uh, really. It's an incredible sort of like the greatest Butoh dancer. Like I think just recently died, Kazagono. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? He was like 102, and he was the greatest Butoh dancer because he was so. Uh, but the point is, it was, it was it was it was made in Japan. Like I think after like uh, World War II, after the bombs had dropped, and the people were like, life is ugly and tragic and scary, and dance should reflect that. You know, dance should, uh. dance shouldn't all just be beautiful and light because really? life isn't beautiful and light. So it's this weird like where they can tort their bodies that's very uncomfortable to watch. It's like scary and gross and oh, kind of uncomfortable. Whoa. And I've always like thought about that with comedy of you know like well I think comedy should kind of um, right you know acting out all the all the corners of yeah the room. basically and when I was trying to be nihilistic on stage I was doing this like you know arrogant dead face deadpan nihilism yeah. and then yeah. uh, it was actually like uh, someone came out Paul Provenza like came up to me one time and was like I was this like comedy guy yeah who, you know does, yeah. it feels like he does everything or like is around every corner in every comedy club. yeah 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 he said, uh, he said, like, you're take trying- a left at Provenza. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying, uh, you know, you're trying to be, you know, you're trying to be nihilistic. You're trying to do a lot of things. I was saying, I was, I was telling him I was trying to do a lot of things, try to tell a lot of different jokes. And he said, you know, you're trying to be nihilistic and you're trying to be, uh, you're like Zach Galifianakis or something, that kind of nihilism or whatever. And he said, but Bugs Bunny is also nihilistic you know that there's right. that i can try to embrace the light and the dark and i don't have to just present yeah. cynicism there's actually maybe there's a joy that's something you do that's really really interesting is that like i think there's very few joyful comics and that's right. something that you do you, yeah. you bring an energy that like is not normally seen with comedy right. something that's well, like I appreciate that you know you know that's very joyful and happy and then at the end of the day it's like it can be a little biting and hard hitting, but it's presented from right with a certain just uh, silly fun, a certain t- but just a, it's coming from a certain area emotionally that isn't often Inclu- presented in comedy. I appreciate it's that very, it's much. very dark and you know usually very dark and cynical. And yeah, controlled. and this is like, uh, but it's it's fun know. to see both of that. You know what's it funny is, is yeah. the only thing I wrote down in preparation for this interview was <laughs> Bo, and then I wrote, "Seems like you hate the audience." Because the last time I yeah, saw yeah. you, yeah, yeah. now I understand what you're doing, yeah, yeah. and I don't think you hate the audience. I you, don't, no, I You don't. delight them, but there is this kind of thing you do with your face and your body language, and there's this sort of, you go over and bang at the piano mm. for two seconds, and it's jarring, and you uh, don't really care if they're keeping up. You, you demand that they keep up, and uh, it's kind of, but there is that look on your face that's kind of like... I don't know what it is. It's, it, it could look like you don't like the audience, yeah, or that, that you don't like comedy. Well, that's probably, it's almost like it's almost like a guy who looks like he's been possessed by comedy, yeah, and that's how yeah. the demon uh, plays around with you. Well, kind of yeah, makes well, that's you like, do your act. Well, this this like a huge influence of mine over like the last couple of years has been this Dutch comic. His name's Hans Tewen. What is with uh, you? And this is Hans I'm very H-A-N-S. impressed with your global <laughs> comedy knowledge. <laughs> well, I've been able to like go over to some places and like it's a big. Uh, I like really love European and Australian comedy. It's a little more theatrical, like cabaret and all this stuff is really yes, mixed yes, into yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. This uh, dude Hans Tewen, H A N S T W E U W E N, 
uh, it's like really this demon of a comic that comes in this black suit and slicked black, slicked back hair, and he's just so insane and uncomfortable. Huh. And like the dance. I, I I guess it's sort of a little rebelling against like this. Um, See, you do likability in this very magnetic, real, genuine way, right. rather than like going out like, "Hey guys, I'm right. one of you." You're like right. this instant best friend when you get on. It right. just has this sense. This I'd like to think that's an extension of who I was as a kid. You it's know what I mean? I'm just well, trying to get into like an like, extension of who you are. It right. seems you're, you're, which is always more positive. You're bringing the audience to you rather than going out and reaching out and going like me. Right, you're right, just right. Very magnetic. Right. And then oh, I just think you. I'm trying to. What's this demon guy do? <sighs> He does insane things. He does like uh, I mean, like in in comparison to me, if I'm bringing the audience in and I'm like, hey, let's all be buddies. Demon guy is coming out and and making them uncomfortable, making them uncomfortable. And like what I found with him, what I've tried to do is that like the more you disorient people, the more you f- lead them on and then fuck with them, and mm-hmm. then you think they have them, and then, mm-hmm. then you cut them off. Mm-hmm. Rather than going, ah, oh, fuck you, I'm not going to listen to you. They're actually more desperate to cling on to the next thing. You, it's like they're, yeah. it's like you're drowning. They're drowning. And you keep pulling it away from them. Yeah, they don't give up. They're actually. Then the next time you reach out and you yeah. think that yeah. they're so desperate to hold on. There's like this bit I do, sort of the beginning of my set. I think I may have done it, where I like sort of knock the water off the. St- I walk and I just yeah. put down a water yeah. and it just falls off because that just happened during a show. Yeah, and this big backing track comes on about I meant to knock the water over. I meant to knock the water right. Over. And like in doing that at the beginning of the show, it sort of kind of establishes like you. And this is what more is what I'm. And it's loud to too. I yeah. bet. You, I bet you tell the tech play. Yeah, loud. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, for me, it's really like what I want. It's like you don't know what's real. Up it's here. kind of like and a they, haunted house, but people love haunted. Yeah, houses. yeah, yeah. You're the comedy haunted house. Yeah, and that's and basically, it's, when I it's first saw you, me, I was like, "Here comes YouTube guy, and he's going to do yeah, some jokes, yeah. and he's going to be stilted." And you did uh, a theater thing. That ca- I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this guy doing? In a great way. I was genuinely delighted, but also very surprised that it was exactly like you're saying. You're kind of, it's almost like a type of magic. You're like, look at this hand, and then you slap them with the other hand. Yeah, and then we yeah. keep coming back. Yeah, well, it's we keep like, coming back like a well, bunch of dummies. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's going to start doing regular comedy now. Yeah, and yeah, whack, yeah, yeah. Again. And that's for me, because like, most of comedy seems to be, and it's done very well, but like, no, this is just a guy. Hey, guys, I'm just a guy being a. I might as well be up at a party, right? And I and then they buy into that because they've seen it so much. Yes. And then I kind of want to like pull the curtain back a little bit, like, no, this. I've actually written every word, and the yeah. things that you think are accidental aren't. Well, that's and, that's what was interesting and, about your special with the the words to the jokes. There are several times in the special where you can see the joke you're telling. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who haven't seen it in words, words, words. You have the script. Yeah, this transcript of the show. It, the transcript the, of the show is the behind pan- you. On the panel. So if you want to read ahead, you can. Yeah, yeah. And I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's still it, – that that sort of – I am I was very impressed and also threatened by that move. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, Bo. It's like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? They think we're just fucking talking. Yeah. And sometimes we are. I like but to you, improvise No, no, a lot. but that, that, that's just my – I, I, but it's, that was it's your... only it's only what I, specific I think to what I do. I think I, I'm not saying that that everyone else isn't genuine. I'm playing. I'm making fun of the fact that I you could be genuine and be lying, which is what I'm doing. Yeah, I think other yes. people are being genuine, but I'm just going to pretend to be genuine. And then uh, I don't know. I, I I want. I just wanted to kind of confuse. I just like. I like. Uh, I was always my like my biggest probably artistic influence is like my. Um, my like theater teacher in high school was uh, brother Ron. He was like a Zavarian brother, and uh, at the <laughs> he was a really incredible uh, uh, teacher and just an incredible person. Mm-hmm. And he like taught me from a very young age that the most valuable thing I can do is 
on stage is take a risk. And I think that was just to help me grow up and to help all of us be comfortable with ourselves. Uh, you know, not so much to make the theater better, but just to make us comfortable with ourselves. So I've always... But I've found that being more comfortable with myself has made me better a performer. So it's always been but like... But you do take risks. That, but can that's, I, that's, that's the whole your, point. That's what I, I want to... ruin your glitter joke? Uh, sure, yeah. Well, you talk about everybody says I'm, I'm overly theatrical. and I, Everyone says I am. Yeah, say the wording. I don't want to fucking... Yeah, they say... Uh, People complain on stage that I'm on stage, I act too gay or I act too theatrical, and that makes me so fucking angry. And I throw and on the up. word angry, you throw a pocket full of glitter yeah, yeah, into, yeah. The, into the ground. Yeah. Uh, and that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, uh, the risk is you have a pocket full of glitter. Do you remember the first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Right, like, holy shit, if this doesn't work, I've just thrown fucking glitter. You had, the whole time you were up there, either that will delight us or that will make us really feel bad for you, Mm. is that you got stopped on the train and your backpack is filled with dynamite. You did that joke, and uh, if it didn't get a laugh, they're like, this fucking guy had a pocket full of glitter the whole time? And that's the thing, I'm like... That's, like, really stating the bit. You know, if that falls flat, like... Yeah, does it sometimes? No, it, that, that, that's joke. actually one that's like, is actually, it's now has become the thing that like automatically does really well. Yes. So if ever I'm in a set and I feel like there's a lull, that's when I bring it out. Yeah. I, so it, it literally, like, literally, literally my like killing applause break is literally in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> like <for> one, <laughs> 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 what a great thing. What a great thing. When I, the first time I ever did stand-up, I had a bit. Oh, it's so bad. And it was about <laughs> – listen, these are the kind of jokes I wrote when I was 21, when I started. So this, this would have been more defensible if I was 16 like you. I could have uh, defended this. It sounds like a 16-year-old premise. I go, you know when you go over to your friend's house for dinner, there's all this pressure. What am I talking about? What am I, ta- what am I talking about? There's all this pressure on the mom. What is this premise? To make a good meal. What the fuck am I saying? No one understands what I'm saying. That's this not is, true. That's not true. I thought it was true at the time. But I like the idea of the mom. On the, the, the mom. mom. It's kind a, of a sexist such a, bit. That's such a childlike thing, though. You know, the mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the bit was, I said, and I always tell them, you don't, don't worry, you don't have to impress me. I just sit down and say, whatever you have planned is fine. <laughs> then I reached in my back pocket and had a lobster bib. <laughs> and tied, <laughs> tied the oh, lobster that's bib great. on. Ah, that's great. You know, it didn't work. And this was a, it was a crowd full of, well, first of all, the premise is flawed. No one's on board with the premise. You know when you go to your friend's house? There's always pressure on the mom. <laughs> if it had been a girl, though, that was cooking, it would have been fine. I guess. I guess. Yeah, the first time you're... That's, that's, yeah, see, that's yeah. fixing it. You go, the first time your uh, lover or girlfriend or boyfriend cooks for you, mm. that's a weird audition of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Now we well, fixed look at it. this. Weird we, audition of sorts. Uh, Words crashing together. <laughs> Get forming. Like a front row seats. <laughs> Front row seats for Hemingway. For Hemingway don't, don't by you his love, wooden desk. Don't, I know we're joking, but don't you love hanging out with comedians? Isn't it the fucking best? Yeah, it's tiring, but it's fun. <laughs> it's like, at a certain point, it's like... But you were saying earlier, mm. the ones that aren't always on, you'd say, you'd certainly say that I'm not an always on guy. No, when no, we when I talked to Natasha the other day, she did the show. We talked about that magical night when we all hung out. And certainly some laughs were had, but... Uh, no, none of those people. I mean, like, you know, Chelsea but, Peretti, Moshe Kasher, like all my really... Yes. Anthony Jeselnik. Yes. Like, are, are my, my real favorite comedians are just normal. Normal very, very, dudes? Well, not normal. I mean, they're just very intelligent and well-spoken and right. everything, but they're not... 
They're you special, know. but they're just like other special people that are like the real be. show begins once I step off the stage are just the ones uh, that make me want to uh, slam my head into a brick wall. Oh my so Jesus! Tiring. Somebody said that that was actually one of the best pieces of advice my friend Dan Kaufman gave me when I started. He was like, "The show starts when you get there," which is a little bit true. Mm. Some clubs do want you to be like, "Hey, not funny, but like, yeah, on and the, and a little bit." Thing and like, you can't mope in. Yeah. People will be like, "What's wrong, Bo?" I know, I know. I, I realized a lot of my opinions too about things are like high horse ivory tower things of having not to have grinded my way through those yes. things and not ha- and have just kind of stumbled on an audience and being able to work on my stuff with people that were already happy to hear yeah, me grow so happy. or that's, hear me. But see, that's mature of you to know that. Yeah, yeah but I, but I think I like did the right thing of not. Knowing that, I was aware of that and immediately was like, even though I have an audience and I have people that are supporting this, my voice isn't developed yet. I still need to question yeah. it. I still have a lot of yeah. – I still feel like I haven't found it. I have a lot of yeah. a lot of you know, room to grow. Most you know? people would take that check and cash it and then just be horrible. <laughs> so it's great to hear yeah. you struggling with it because I think that's what we're all supposed to do. It also sounds – you know what I like uh, that I picked up from what you're saying is you don't perform that much. I don't. I don't. I actually like – I would say like – 95% of when I perform is doing my whole show. Doing your full hour. Doing my full hour. Because are you here at Meltdown tonight? No, no. I, I hardly ever do sets in LA. Hardly ever. That's fun, man. It's weird. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the right thing. And like... Well, no. The right I thing work is... Out, I, I don't really work... I write material and then I bring it on stage. To do and in maybe your work it. I, I don't know. It's a... Listen, it's, it's, I think I, My process right. is always strange. My process is a little strange, so I sometimes have trouble comparing it. Well, I don't think – see, I, that's a big belief of mine is every performer you talk about, the Louis thing, the Bill Hicks thing, being true to yourself, so so should we be with our process. Yeah, of course. And, you know, Louis has done this thing. It's great for him that he's turning out an hour every year. Fucking awesome because he can do it. Yeah. And he's uh, operating on that gear and that's awesome. I don't think that's necessary and or good for everyone. I mean like no. this hour has taken – this last hour that I have about 45 minutes of has taken me like two and a half years. Great. And the hour before took me only a year. But this one, just I know in serving the piece that like I need to micromanage things way more. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing like drafts of, of, of you know, backing. Anyway, that's a No, uh, that's all, interesting. All mum- mumbo-jumbo. No, people but, uh, love inside But baseball. the point is, uh, yeah, I think it's. But people, I, what I love, you know, just like hearing the, just you like not... the Beatles can turn one out every right. every year because they were in that headspace. Right. But and that's Radiohead not a head as well. It's not a root. right exactly every three or four or five. And let's and that, let's let that be that. Yeah, I guarantee Radiohead doesn't sit around beating themselves up, going, "We should be putting out a disc every year." Yeah, yeah. But a lot of standups I know. Look again, I'm contradicting myself. I think a lot of standups don't perform enough. That's part A. Yeah, part yeah. B, I think a lot of standups don't throw their material out enough. Don't don't yeah, don't sure. throw, so, so maybe should churn up the turnaround, yeah. but uh, yes, and also yeah. um, I, I believe that, there, that, that there's a balance that you need to live. You need to do things. Mm. You need to let your subconscious. Who, if we're being honest, it's the subconscious that's writing your act. I think that's true. My yeah. jokes show up. They show up, yeah, yeah. and they're done. Yeah. Not not done. That's that's the worst yeah, thing yeah, I've yeah. ever said. But the words are in there, and then I have to do it on stage. And then if I suck, do, what's that? Uh, they they show up and they suck. <laughs> That's a better way to do it. They show up and they're pure garbage. <laughs> but if I do it, if I do a new bit and it does well, yeah. My impulse. Some people's impulse is like, I can't wait to do that tonight again. I go, that did well. Let's let it breathe like mm-hmm. a glass of wine. I'll let it get yeah, some yeah. air on it. Yeah, yeah. Give it two nights of sleep without even doing it again. Yeah, yeah. Then go That's up and have performance be special because I need to need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm performing all the time. Yeah. Then I don't need it. 
if I'm doing an 8 o'clock show and then a 10 o'clock show and then a 12 o'clock show on a Saturday, it might not be as good as if on Thursday when I only have one show, I really need that to be the show. Mm. Uh, Saturday, three shows, some clubs do that. If uh, if it's the 8 o'clock show and it's not going that well, I'll be like, I bet 10 will be better. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. bad. I want it to be special. I want it to be unique. And I, I feel like yeah. maybe that's how you are. Yeah. And, you know, this oh. is just – this is making me – what you were saying was dragging me to another place. But, like – Go there. So back into the point of, like, you know, having not had to come through the clubs or feel, uh, you know, uh, a little distant, a little, uh, you know, embarrassed by and also a little fortunate of – because I think a huge part of the boys' club masculinity of this is like comedy being trained and and um, uh, and and perfected and created in an environment that's that's really holding one demographic, which is like people out on a night in a drunk in a small dark place mm-hmm. with a girl. <laughs> maybe you know I don't know if that's net, you know it's like. And that's where people are writing, and that's what people are catering to right, in the beginning right, right, of their right, career. Right. And it kind of shapes them into the same right, thing. Right, right. Uh, and I think the expansion product of, of venues, your environment. Yeah, and, and you're a product of your environment. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a product of a weird environment. I, I'm in a product fun. environment where I had to, like, you know, dice my thing into two-minute segments that I had to hold their attention all the time. So then when I crash right. them together, it's yes. very all over the place. Great. It's very, you know. We have enough guys coming up in the uh, in the two-drink minimum uh, girlfriend. And that shouldn't juice. leave. And that shouldn't and leave. And I won't leave. That's and, fine. Uh, I'm not even putting it down. And the, you know, the, hopefully the. But let's see what happens when. An, sorry, I'm sure no, every. Inter- I don't. This isn't an interview. We're just two guys talking. No, yeah. But I'm sure everybody loves to be like internet and say. But like, yeah. yeah let's course. have you come up that way. Of course. Let's of course. See what kind of an artist that becomes. And then, like, I've noticed, like in like in Europe and like all these like weird festivals, the Edinburgh Festival and all these comedy festivals, right. like they have all these like like Tim Key is this brilliant. Po- uh, poet. He's a, he's a comic poet that just sits up there with playing cards and reads poems with jazz playing in the back the whole time. And he was able to come in because he's performing in these weird yes. venues at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Or, and uh, and uh, good or just in a different place with a whole different culture that's right. breeding a whole different right. type of comic. And uh, yeah, that's I, one I'd of like my big to... things, man. When you learn how to do comedy, uh, uh, not in a specific club, but uh, in New York City, going up in the clubs, which I did. Late night Saturday and late night Friday, rowdy. Yeah. You learn to survive. You will survive. It's too painful to bomb. And I noticed that I was getting some traits and habits that I was grateful for. We'll call those chops. And then I was also sliding into some lazy habits where I was like, I know this cheap bad thing will do well. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get away from that and I was also grateful to take some of the, some of the grit with it. Yeah. But then like I think – what people like you realize is you're like, what am I going to do when, when – and people like uh, Tim Key, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what am I going to do when there's a theater of people listening? I think that's what we should all be going for or, or at least mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I know sh- are going for. Moshe, Chelsea, you, Jesselnik, and certainly myself. I'm going for what happens when it's a theater of mm. quiet, civilized – civilized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Civilized meaning – they're going to sit and watch a show. Yeah. I don't like my heckle heckler skills aren't going to come into play. Yeah, my yeah. where are you from crowd work is not going to come into play. Yeah. Let's see what happens if I could go out and one of the things I could do is flip playing cards and play jazz and read poems. That would work. And what else will work? What el- yeah, what other yeah. toys can we play with? Yeah, of course. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and exciting. Yeah. And it, it's good because it like shows the you know I think the audience is like the most important and often not thought of you yeah. know per- participant in the art. Yeah, and not necessarily just like consumer, or like the thing you got to win. It over. is it's a like participant. The thing you got to you think you got to learn from the thing you got to. Well, that's you know. what's so nice about having a draw is you can get 
uh, I've said this millions of times. I'll say it a million more times because I love it. Brian Regan says comedians are like musicians mm. and the audience is the instrument. Yeah, They're yeah. essential. And once you start getting a yeah. little bit of a draw, your instruments show up yeah, yeah. better. You don't have to force an oboe to sound like a banjo. Yeah, yeah. You can just, oh, a whole audience of oboes showed up. And then you can go because yeah. you know how to play the oboe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So go where the oboes are that's what <laughs> or, and learn how to attract the oboes. Yeah, of course. Hey, no oboe, but I, I really want to play some wind instruments with you sometime. That was the worst joke I've ever made. Katie, what are we on time? Boom, boom. 140. Perfect. 140. Is that that where it gets wrapped? Not really. We don't really wrap. I just want to make sure we're not too short. I'm never never trying to make us not go too long. I want to make it not go too short. Uh, We usually talk about religion. Do you have any spiritual feelings, thoughts? Um... I mean, I, I'm an atheist. I'm almost certainly an atheist. By that, I mean like atheism, like rejecting theism. Yes. You know, well, thank you for atheist. saying that. We get that a lot. We get people not being like, like atheists uh, just reject theism. Yeah, not deism, you know? Like, I'm, right. okay, I'm, like, I'm not an atheist. Like, if you want to believe that there's like a thing or whatever that's... Atheist. Yeah. I've never heard I, that. I think I, I think. I could be wrong. I could no, be that's great. Deism, uh, yeah, a know, god. Yeah. I'm not atheist, but like I'm very against... Just against, uh, just logically, not more like against uh, the idea of a loving thing. Just, just from my perspective, as being a privileged person that cannot believe that something would would give me this and other people so little. Uh, but you know, I have that's people, interesting because I've had that given to me the other way mm-hmm. on this show. I've had people be like, "I believe in God because I've been given so much." Yeah, well, I think that's that. that yeah, that, that that troubles me a little bit. Of but uh, I, I'm very aware that there are people that believe in God that are way, way smarter than me. There are people sure. that believe in God that are way better than me. Uh, people around me believe in God that I very much respect, so I don't disrespect. Right. Um, uh, I, I just think when you follow it out, it's it doesn't check out for me. Right. Weirdly, just the idea of a loving or intervening. Somebody thing. just today, beca- one of the I, I don't th- know, but I, I love I love arguing. I love hearing. Oh, I. Uh, what if I just attacked you? Yeah. Somebody just tweeted at me today. One of the my favorite things about doing mm. the show is the weirdos. Is the fan base. Yeah, they yeah. they're they're loving and they cool. send me stuff and they tell me books oh, to read. And I really – they're changing my life. Awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's a dialogue. It's wonderful. Someone just tweeted to me today while I was buying coffee at the 7-Eleven. I read something. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to quote it perfectly. But it was like, uh, if God is good, then he's not God. And if uh, – something like that meaning – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, meaning, yeah, yeah. He's either like – He's either – if God is good, he's, e- he's and not he's, incompetent or if he's – yeah, yeah. It's like – oh, idea, no, no, no. It's the, I think it's like omniscience and like all that crap. It's I the idea that, that if he's all powerful and can do anything, then he's doing some evil stuff mm-hmm. is kind of the argument, is that he's not stopping evil. Now, you know, when I was really in the throes of being a believer, I, I would have been very offended by that yeah. and would have come at you and said that uh, yeah. the world is fallen and, and, God, and what yeah. is happening isn't – what yeah, uh, yeah. God wants to be happening, which is a weird thing because he could stop it. Yeah, you know, it's of one of these conundrums. But I used to, I, I got, I would get a little offended at people that, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Problem of Pain, where mm. a very intelligent, yeah, 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 yeah. very intelligent, believing person. Hey, look, I knew someone from Europe. A very intelligent, <laughs> 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 fuck it. Clive Staples. I know, I deserve that. <laughs> uh, a very intelligent person wrote yeah. a very interesting book about how pain could exist in a world uh, with a God that is uh, omnipotent and all-powerful, yeah. omnipresent, all that sort of stuff. But it is, it is trickle. Uh, it is a trickle. It is trickle. <laughs> it just trickles down all day. <laughs> do, you, do you find yourself spiritually curious Mm -mm. 
Uh, I find myself like in awe of the miracle of existing, of like the miracle of consciousness. It makes no sense to me, like the fact yeah. that we're here, that I'm separate from people, that I'm experiencing this. That like, for me, it's so much more beautiful. What I hope, my curiousness is the hope that this is all natural, that all this checks out. The idea that we'd have to skip steps, the idea that the at the end of the day the numbers don't add up, and you need magic or you need something is so much less magical to me than the fact that this is all just working naturally and right. it all checks out and the system actually all does at the end of the day make sense naturally right. that that is the most awe-inspiring beautiful right. possible solution or yeah. ending to me yeah. the fact that like no 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 really there really are what gaps. happens is you yeah. leave hel- you know helium or hydrogen it starts and explodes and then you have fucking people like if yeah. that really does if all the math checks out at the end of the day that would make me uh, very, very happy. But it's tragic and it's terrible and death is real and it's right. empty and it's terrifying. It's really scary to me and I would want nothing more than for everyone to, to live forever happily. But I just think that, you know, what is, to- what is valuable? Why are, you know, and I do think like what are, you know, if people believe, like if you're, we're scared to death for a reason, you yeah. know, and it's impossible for us to comprehend the fact that we don't exist anymore. And, uh, you know, whatever. very, very difficult. And it's like, yeah, whatever makes you sleep at night. I, you know, it, it, but if it becomes at all exclusive, uh, I mean, uh, it becomes at all like judgmental. Yeah. Judgmental. Like it, uh, but also like really uh, just some of the silly stuff. Some of the silly stuff is like, really, the- we really think that like 2000 years ago, like that, 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 that to me is a little like, we really are going to think like 2000 years ago, like the son of God was here and like died and rose from the dead very similarly to like gods 2,000 years ago that we're talking about with the Egyptians of you mean 2,000 years birth. before that yeah 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 virgin like birth. really you're gonna do like I don't know it's like that 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 seems a little but it's fine I mean okay but also I'm like you know what we can't you're talking about violent video games being a problem. How about the fact that, like, torture porn, given a... Ch- I don't think children should be taught about a man who's nailed to a cross. I think this is the most violent and horrific imagery to give to children. Right. I don't think there's a story for kids. Yeah. I don't think a smiley story of six million people being drowned while a guy in, with a bunch of animals in a boat. I don't think this is healthy. I think it's healthy <laughs> to tell children that they're... You know? <laughs> I, but really, though, I don't... I don't, you know... I don't, I don't get that. I walk into a Catholic church and there's a tortured graphic depiction of a man yeah. dying. Yeah. And I'm I'm like the children should not be uh allowed to yeah. see this. this that's is not the that's right. the Catholic cross. The Protestant cross is off of there. Isn't that yeah, interesting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took him off. Which I was grateful for because that's scary he's always very skinny yeah. too and he looks really sad. Well yeah when he was well he was five foot two and like a buck fifteen, right? That's <laughs> what all the men were back then. You know? Yo, you mean Jesus of Nazareth? Yeah. What uh, about like five two buck fifteen? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Some olives? <laughs> this is like but, uh, bi- Bible shopkeeper, but kind of from Brooklyn. <laughs> but you know, like Tim Minchin is as a that sort of yep. dude is a great line in like one of his songs, uh, "Storm." It's like this nine minute beat poem about this, and he says like throughout history, every mystery ever solved has turned out to be not magic. You know, and that's sort of what I, the more we learn, the more the more whittled down religion explains for me. Like it used to explain why the sun rose and why, but then we found out why the sun rose and now explain. And now it's right now explaining the only thing we can't explain, which is like our emotions and our sense of self and our being and our soul. But yeah. I, 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 and I don't want to stand too hard on this, but I do believe that that will eventually all be explained. Like this, we'll, this is your second kind of allusion to what I think is the singularity. Are you, are you hip to this? Well, sort of? Yeah, but I mean the singularity, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if like we can reach that. I don't, th- I think there's a plateau of natural resources 
and people, and I don't think with like a working class and poor people around we can do this. I think there's a breaking point for what we can push humans to be able to do when there's so much poverty and so much war and all this stuff. I just don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's because the singularity for all of us to upload our our consciousness into computers and and put a computer consciousness into everything. Well, it's we, sort of like for me, it's like it requires I, us to stop fighting and fucking and, and punching each other and and be hungry and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Is that what yeah. you're saying, kind of? Yeah. Well, I just don't think. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough resources just to get this, whatever this thing is done. I mean, right. we blow each other up first. Right. But, you know, what will blow us up is the idea of, I think, the infinity being at stake. And that's what religion sort of, that's the danger for me is the idea that, it, that infinity is at stake. People go crazy when they think they're serving infinity and the creator of the universe. But if it's like, no, we all, this is just, this is all we get. I don't think if this is all we get, people would kill themselves. I think if people knew that this was all we have, we'd cherish it a little more well that's know? come up that's, that's come up on the show i know because katie you had it animated which i can't wait to release that but i was talking to steve agee about the idea that if we could wrap our minds around this is it bo wouldn't you and i go get an ice cream right now you know what i'm saying or i yeah, mean yeah. an argument could be made wouldn't you and i go and do yoga or like wouldn't i sleep less wouldn't i read more like what is what is keeping me from from really going like this is it it's the one let's yeah. fucking watch This Is It with Michael Jackson over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's hard for people, it's overwhelming for people to think. Sometimes you, with your Saturday, your weekend, there's too many things to do, so you do nothing. And there's something kind of comforting about being like, this isn't it. My soul will go on. And if you want to be new agey, which I have been lately, I love listening to the phases I go through on this show. Yeah. Currently in a new agey kind of like our soul's uh, consciousnesses pro- could continue and go around and explore universes. And that sounds great to could, me. Could, yeah, sure. Could, maybe, yes. Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but that's a comforting thought to me because otherwise we're going to have to go and uh, see a movie tonight and... And uh, watch the sun set, watch the sun rise, learn how to do that weird Japanese sad dancing, you know. Or I can go, I'm going to get a shot to do some pretty cool things when I die. And I'm going to go to bed at 1030. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what? Probably my belief more is that, like, it actually isn't for us to know. Whatever the truth is may not be the healthiest thing for us. Like us knowing the truth about what it is may not be what's intended. Yeah. It might be. Maybe we are meant to believe that, that us animals are meant to believe that we go on and that's a thing that's evolutionary safe for us to keep going. Like yeah. we, maybe the – what – how we're serving the universe is like as a hive mind of people and what, mm-hmm. we're, what we're meant to do is just to build machines that go on to actually serve the real purpose of the universe. So all, we are meant to believe that we are immortal just so we don't go crazy and we don't kill ourselves. So, so we I don't know if the truth machines. is meant for us to know. You know. I don't know if we're, we're meant to know these things. That's um, so interesting. The idea – that's kind of like an AI where we build the machines that end up living – yeah. forever yeah like li- end up living in well i've i've thought that like maybe oh, maybe age. we are the you know maybe we are one step of the you know the step of the evolution like okay so when you know the first like uh the primordial lose life begins and then eventually i do believe like all animals are dead ends to us which are the sapient species like we're the important species that came mm-hmm. out of all of this i do believe that that's always a little controversial but <laughs> i do believe like all that's life always was, a little controversial <laughs> I, always, I always meant like all life and all is really meant to create the sapient species and the rest are meant to serve and sustain the sapient species to mm-hmm. either 
improve themselves and go out of the earth or either create machines that go out of the earth. But uh, but it's funny you, know, you have this. Like, uh, I look at animals and like, oh, you're adorable and you have feelings and we should care for you. But you are dead ends to us, which are the thinking species, the ones that create and that's, society. And that's, I think that's you know. then the fear that these machines that we create – Almost inevitably, we've been telling the story yeah, yeah. since the sixty or earlier. Uh, maybe that but they're going like, to look at us and be like, "Why would something a million times smarter than me give a shit about me?" But why would a thing a million times better than us be as hateful and as violent as us? That's what I think. Wouldn't it be more that he just doesn't care? Like it's it's like uh, I, I think I don't go I, trying. I would, to, I would almost think they care more. That's why I'd personally say that they care more. That's your hope. That that would be my belief. I would think because I would think the most highly evolved of us are empathetic yeah. to ones are nonviolent. I think that, that, I've had that thought where I'm like I like to think that machines that these inevitable super intelligent machines that are going to come uh, that will make I'd like to think they would know well enough to go these are the guys that made us let's I think they would let be them so exist. far beyond anything that we could ever do you know there's but uh it's so creepy i don't think they'd be like for those listening i made a gun, gun yeah you did you did a gun, a gun i think they got it yeah. and i pictured the t-800 just yeah. kind of slowly right shooting over the plane with uh, that barrel yeah I, I know i picture them being uh yeah peaceful I, yeah well well who knows i we won't be around who gives a shit i think they say we might be around no, that's that. That I don't believe. I don't believe the singularity is around the corner at all. Twenty. Just because like iPods are doubling every year doesn't mean twenty twenty nine. I think. Yeah, right? yeah. That's I. I couldn't. That that's ridiculous to me. Uh, that's ridiculous to me. I hope you're wrong, man. I. What am I? I'm no John. Way. I'm Johnny. Buy into it. You tell me that we can meditate and leave our bodies and that spirits go on and multi dimensional beings and Great. all this stuff. I'm like, I'm with you. You tell me that there is no God and atheism, but we're going to create supercomputers and we'll exist forever. I'm like, I'm. I get it. I'm, just tell me something that will make me feel like I'm going to live forever, please. <laughs> uh, well, you know what you could do? You could. Uh, I don't want to be that li- dog crossing You can listen street. to this podcast and you'll feel like you've lived forever, like it's never ending. Well, <laughs> are, you, are you roasting no, 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 the no. show? You know what's funny? Roast, 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 roast. No, no, no. Roast. We've done the show so long that we forgot our bit. It's boom. You say boom. No, I think it's roast, right? Is it? Katie? Roast, roast, roast. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. You know what's funny? One last singularity thought, and then we'll fucking get out of here and eat a banana split. Yeah. Uh, you could reconstruct my personality. There's been enough recordings of me now. That's great. Isn't that weird? Well, and you want to tie it all back, all this technology talk into comedy. Yes. There's some comedians. Um, I love a long podcast. That have got. That I don't apologize for the length of this podcast. Oh no, no, no! I love it. No, I, no, I think we'll, we'll like it. No, no. Um, um, no, I'm just good. trying to I, assert I, myself. I'm, I'm like, I'm repeating myself, and I own it. No, this I show is. Fully, I know. I, I know. You, just, you're it's the just self-deprecating. Yes, comedy. of course. I love a good um, roast. You know, I love so roast. So a lot of comedians bash the fact that material is taped and put online. Yes, and that's a big problem. That it ruins it. Yep. And I like it's. I think it's such a beautiful thing. Like if I go online, I can see. Myself performing for the last four years, I can see my bits yes. evolve. I'm the same way. And more importantly, a kid, if he wanted to become a comedian, could 
go online and see my process, which yeah. is, I think, just as important as my product. And piece it together. Immortalized. Actually, you know, also – really – I love that. I love that so much. With podcasts, mm. you can also hear the conversations that led to the bit, that led yeah, to the great. first time you did it, that someone bootlegs and it's online. You could trace it all back. And, right. I, I and isn't, that, isn't that what it's important? I think it's that not is important. what it's about. And what, what are they doing? It, it's cutting out some of the sales. Yeah. And multi-millionaires are becoming millionaires or whatever the fuck the record industry in the right, movie. Right, right. I'm, I'm, the, all these things are going to collapse. It's going to be wonderful. Like when the studios collapse, the movie studios and the music studio, all <laughs> of this is – all it's doing is putting art back into people's hands. Yes. Because I think art is something that is meant to be made as much as it is consumed. And right now a group of people – Artists have hoarded it as this thing to sell. And I think it's just as important Ah. to do as it is to make. And I picture the future, the internet growing into something where art is now being created by groups of people, that there are like works of music that entire groups are contributing to. And as we see technology like putting music studios in people's houses, and I think in 20 years an IMAX camera will be able to be on your phone, and you'll have cameras that can self-light a scene. You can make your own movie. Right. Uh, This is all... It's making it less sellable. It's going to make the rich less rich. It's going to make celebrities and less famous. Less famous, and it's going to like make everyone artists. And it's going to make uh, it's great. Yeah, it's so I'm so excited about it. I'm, I I I love I love if if it makes ticket sales or album sales plummet like fucking good riddance. Like I'm it so excited for the betterment for of mankind. Yeah, for like as I, I really do feel having been someone who's been able to participate in like creating art. That I want everyone else to have that. I yeah. don't want everyone else to fucking love watching mine. I mean, it'd be wonderful to do that, but yeah. Again, I think it's something to be done, not something to necessarily and just part- be oh, fucking brilliant. You know, fucking perfect way to fucking great. See, yeah, we did it, and it happened in the last five minutes of a of a two minute of a two hour podcast. You're the fucking best, Bo. I get uh, a lot of shit on the show for kissing people's asses, but I, I love you, man. I think you're fantastic. Uh, thanks, Pete. Thanks We're good friends, man. We're the best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> we do it for another. Will you say keep it crispy? You don't have to. Oh yeah, keep it crispy. <laughs> kind of lispy. That was our first lispy crispy. Was it a little lispy? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bo. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.